here we are. When we left off last week, you had finished murdering the lawful good dragon that serves as the Archbanker and Chief Enumerator of Zemar, and setting an Inquisitor of Avatar on fire by <laughs> just letting him burn to death in the corner. Using drugs to wipe the minds of the other Inquisitors that had been present so that, so they, that they wouldn't have to die. So that they couldn't implicate you in your <laughs> crimes. Merciful. Oh, Merciful. Man. Drugging them. Setting the House of Gold, Zemar's main chapel, on fire. Collateral damage happens. You're making this sound way worse. I way know, worse. right? Get down. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like my I'm morale trying is to put toilet. your actions in perspective here. You know, it's just it doesn't an, sound an, like a very good perspective. Just an objective lens on what happened last week. I feel and like we're being badmouthed. Then escaping through the sewers back to your hideout with the dead bodies of the people you'd slain so you could use them in your magic rituals to continue to undermine the law of Taldor. So, I How mean, long I'm, did the last war with Kadira last? It was a long time. It was like several, a, what, 200 years? Several centuries. 500. I think it was 500, <laughs> 500 yeah. Years. It was a, it and was a minute. And we're trying to stop that from happening again. That's true. See that? Greater good. Greater good. Greater That's good. Some good points. <laughs> Justify the main. As long as we win, we were right. <laughs> that's not how that goes. No, that's exactly how that's that how goes. history no, works. It's not. That is exactly how history works. Somebody help me. Anybody? It's, it's nope. not. <laughs> the winners write the history books. I mean, that's not a wrong thing. That's not a wrong thing. Doesn't so mean I guess for, for everyone's sake, let's just hope you guys win. We won so far. Well, if we lose, we don't have to worry won. about it. Well, yeah, we can't lose much more because we got <laughs> yeah. nothing else. Unless they want to like come visit us in the boneyard. I don't think it's our problem at that point. True neutral now, you. There, I suppose. But we left off with you having come back to the abandoned pool house. Uh, we let we finished off with a persona phase as you all prepared for what may very well be the last leg of the war for the crown. With the archbanker, not a problem anymore. The church on fire. So the inquisitors that have just been a recurring nuisance throughout the city, leading the general's elite troops largely otherwise occupied. Gusern, re-dead. <laughs> and all of the evidence that you needed to get Cathan Zalar and the Lion Blade support to bring down the Commander-in-Chief, Maxlar Pytherius. You are ready to go destabilize a nation. All you have to do now is decide exactly how you're going to go about that. Because being the most fortified defensible castle in 
possibly all of Taldor. Getting into Abadar's Pillar is going to be complicated. That said, thanks to a particular dead Archbanker and also Inquisitor from another county much further away, you've gotten an alternative to the stone shape, the well plan that we came up with. So, we had left off seriously right as you guys had got back, uh, recounted, found what you could, discussed plans a little bit, and had a persona phase. So it is still that same afternoon in the abandoned base, just trying to figure out what to do, I suppose. I believe Baylor had a new idea to do wizard things. I mean, most things I do are wizard things, so... What is, what does casting a thing out of the ring do? What do you mean? Like what? Because I don't know the spell. I'm just like stone shape, and it just happens. Is it command or is it like? Do I say the actual spell, do the actions and stuff, or do I just say a word and a thing happens? Um, it's What it would do, since it doesn't actually it doesn't actually specify exactly how you go about uh, casting these spells, but it does say it has the big black onyx set on the side of that thick band. I would imagine I have to touch that gems. It has the flag of Taldor and the eye of Erodin on either side of it, and it says each of the three elements could be activated once per day. So I am assuming you just will it basically you just touch either the onyx gemstone itself or either of the carvings on either side to activate the spell uh hold person from the Taldin flag prayer from the eye of erodin and stone shape from the onyx gemstone itself so i could like stealth cast it sort of it does not yeah i would assume so the magic is coming from the ring it's not a command word you are just kind of willing it into being. Other than the effects of the spell itself, you yourself do not have to put any verbal or somatic components into this. No. It is a trigger. I have a new idea. So I don't know how quiet moving stone around is going to be. Well, it's more the I fact that no one knows you who... are, and it's extremely. Oh, am I? Oh. Yeah. It's, it's not. It wasn't right in front of your mouth. You're good. That's better. It's not so much the the me casting it and the stone moving so much as the it happens and no one knows what happened type deal. Like it, it's a confusion type thing. Okay. I think I could use it for our benefit. If it no would one very much just be happening. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. If they can't see you, if they don't know you're there, things would just start happening. Yeah. Like we're over here. We need to go over there, make something happen off to like our right or our left and while they're investigating we go that way that kind of thing you know they are once per day right yes okay just making sure just making sure you're not expecting to walk through the castle just continually stone shaping a tunnel no because i would building. just go under the castle and stone shape out the bottom of it and then we'd be fine stone shape is also touch mm -hmm. so then you do need to have contact with the stone that you want to meld. Yes. But I would imagine since it's X amount of feet per thing, I could just do a little bit going this way and then like on the other side of the wall make something happen. 
Um, with limitations, yeah, I, I we'll would say you can't up, like touch a wall and melt the wall 20 feet away from you. No, you like five to... feet away from me. Yeah, you definitely have to. Uh, I'm gonna say you have to be using it on something relatively near to the part of the stone that you are touching, because as the magic yeah. flows out from the ring, that is the part of the stone that's being affected. Yeah, I, I'm talking like the next room over type deal. Like the, the the wall I'm directly touching. Right, like the other side of the wall you're touching. Yeah, I would say you could do that for sure. It's a weird item. Just trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's a strange spell too. A very useful. But a strange one. So, party. Good one for oils. Also very much yes. What is the plan? I'm going to go cast stone shape on the hole in the wall. Uh, that I made with my face. I like that hole. I'm going to yeah. turn it into an actual, like, doorway. Rather than just an open hole. <laughs> gonna shape it to be a little bit better than it is. Just kind of testing out the spell, seeing what it can do. And as you activate the magic from that onyx with a, a sound of grating and sliding stone, the area around where you would smash through widens and reshapes into a proper frame. Uh, a doorway that looks like it was supposed to be there rather than beaten through by a guy who was stuck <laughs> behind a scintillating wall of super death. And this all happens very, very quickly. Uh, near instantly, actually. So I fear... I fear the longer we delay the more suspicious it will be if we would like to disguise this is definitely a thing we should do in the morning if we're going immediately tomorrow I'm gonna be shorter on spells than if we waited until the next day because there's just... things I need to do in preparation that will last longer this plan gonna work if we wait a day. I guess it will be suspicious either way. Yeah, a day won't well, make too much of a difference. Well, if we I, need... I think preparing tomorrow and then going the next day will be enough of a small gap for me claiming to be dropped, having gone and done some things and coming back to report about I could when I do concern I could you are incredibly quiet yeah you're you're quiet you're too. nearly inaudible what's with all the quietness today yeah what is wrong with it today is just a technical problem day is that better that is much oh, better yeah it sounds yes like. okay okay don't know what's going on with that. Um, we could, or I could, when I do this, concern, uh, I can make myself like scarred, burned, um, and if we're going with the the attacked story, then for it would not be unheard of for us to have escaped. You to have taken a day to heal all of our wounds, and then for us to come back staying hidden we can i believe we can sell that 
I think preparation tomorrow, give ourselves and also our agents we have out there working time to prepare everything we're doing and then going the next day would be probably the best plan. Speaking of our agents, Anori, I believe you had a new mission you would have given Anki. Have you des uh, decided on a poison, good sir? I did. Uh, it's called a Chelish Death Apple. Um, I linked it in the, the group thing so you can take a look at it. Um, you ever seen Romeo and Juliet? A Chelish <laughs> Death Apple. Oh, it makes sense. Nori is uh, of Chelish heritage. Right. And it, it would kind of, if you know, if he figured out what happened, or even if it works or not, it's an effective message because you, you would assume he knows what she is. And it's, it, but either way, an effective, you know, you're not going to run for me message. So this would, were he to fail the save against this, he would pretty much just be in a coma for eight hours. Apparently dead to all yeah, on the seemingly dead to anyone who is not a very skilled doctor or utilizing magic. So when did, did you want that delivered, I assume? Largely yes. immediately. You uh, you want this message sent. Or do you want it delivered as we're going in? Well, yeah, so so if it, it lines up with the, if it works, the eight hours, he will be unconscious when we're there, effectively, if it worked. That's what they're trying to, yeah. So they will uh, they will arrive shortly before you do. You'll be you'll be planning this operation so that your followers now, uh, two of you, in addition to the, the planning and the magic that Baylor is putting in, are talking to Anki about your operations. Anori and Kahina, uh, both of you trying to move some assets around to supply lines or shifts inside Abadar's pillar to attempt to put your agents to use. After all the months you've spent throughout Taldor growing your renown, it is time for them to take part in a major operation, and that is the attack on Abadar's Pillar. No more appropriate time it could have happened, really. That's what I thought, yeah. <laughs> and mine trying to convince the Baron that he needs to divert troops to defend right. the church. Oh, I, for I, I forgot about yours yeah. as well. You have the bad advice too. Three of you actually have operations that are going to be working towards setting up distractions or trying to have some of your own assets infiltrate the castle before the five of you do. So your bad advice, Kahina's clandestine infiltration and Denori's literally just a poisoned apple. <laughs> Anori's the wicked, is the evil queen from Snow One of White, these suddenly. things is a little more blunt than the others. <laughs> but that's kind of the point. That's kind of the point, I feel. Yeah, that's exactly the point. Which alignments are we again? Because... <laughs> it's, it's not killing them. It's this only con this con continues to be a question that comes up in this campaign. Well, I mean... Of what all alignment are we, man? Of all the poisons you could choose, a non-lethal message-sending poison is Thank the you. least evil. Thank you, Del. Appreciate that. It is exclusively non-lethal. 
It is ex it is, it's explicitly it is a message. explicitly non-lethal poison. Uh, it but if cannot... he's asleep, is a coup de gras still a thing? No, that's not my intention. But yes, I but mean, if the opportunity is there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you guys maybe not gotta yours. try. Kind of like he took my sword. I'm gonna try. <laughs> so, you want to rest and spend a few days preparing our our schemes here, getting ready. So the rest yeah. of the afternoon, I imagine there's nothing of great importance you want to do other than hammer out some details, perhaps, which. I know the general theme is Baylor wants to use the Archbanker's teeth and magic to turn into a facsimile of Chief Enumerator Linkus Dracht. Kahina wants to use her hat and her own abilities to disguise herself as a severely burnt Yusern. And the rest of you are also there. Um, I, I would like... Thinking... Well, you can go ahead. Uh, I was thinking uh, maybe if we were also to be scarred um, me and Inori. I don't know if Nell could be a regular guard. That can be if we change the fashion of his um, plate. I'm actively setting it up to be painted in Shaylin colors as you're talking. Uh, don't I don't do think that it yet. should stay Abadar. <laughs> Back to formula. You, God damn it! You, you putting on his armor, I repair it. We make it look still Abadarin, but different, so it isn't immediately recognized as, "Hey, why are you wearing his armor?" But you look like another high-ranking Abadarin official coming in. I think that would go along with the disguise best. If you say so, I can. Redecorated gold ish. Circus still in town? Probably it's not. Like, no, that was it's been like weeks. a week. <laughs> that, was, that was a while <laughs> that's, ago. That's been a little bit. I was, I was just going to see if I couldn't like score some extra disguise makeups and some special effects and stuff. So, what, oh, do, you, would, uh, what do you think for uh, me and Dara? Hooded cows exactly. with Abadorian symbols to make you look like other clerics. Hmm. Should I even roll an artistry check for the repainting the armor? Uh, at this point, if your goal is to paint armor in the style of any any god or any color scheme, you know, I mean, like, that's far like below what your skill level can do. I mean, you have, what, like, 20-something artistry? 19 right Almost now. Almost 20, yeah, so... You no. are a phenomenal savant of painting. It's not something you need to make a check for now. Well, the I armor feel... has the scales on the front, correct? Yes. I can actually it... grab the full shot. Let me find him. Oh, that's creature and monster. Is that what I want? I want the... Well, I know it's somewhere, but give me like 10 minutes to figure out how to navigate Rule 20's journal and I will find you a full art of, uh, right. of Drak. In the symbol of Abadar, are there ever items on the scales? Or is it always empty? They're generally empty. Alright. Would it be very unusual to put anything on them? 
what do you think? What are you? What are you wanting to put on them? We, I mean, we've got a bunch of jewelry and stuff. If we could use magic to set gems onto the scales, like being weighed against each other, that well, would be very the magic in my ring, maybe. All right. Well, so that would here... be very distinguishable from the original armor. Here is what Drax's armor looks like. It actually does not have a scale. It has a massive oh. golden key set in the center of it. Ah. It was uh, Gusarin's was the one that had the, the scales on it, and he was wearing the key around his neck. But uh, that is what Drax's full plate looks like. It is looks like it looks to be made of solid gold, but as large parts of it have been melted away, you can tell it's mostly just gilded. I would say that key itself in the center is largely gone as that was a piece of solid gold and would just be like the upper half of a, a crescent shape with the, the scales emblazoned onto the eye of the key, now mostly blown away. Lar largely gone or completely gone? Largely gone. Because make whole is a hell of a drug. Yeah, make I whole would... it does exist. and I, uh... I, I have greater make whole, which I was going to try to use to fix it. Greater make whole does also definitely exist. <laughs> So you could use your uh, your greater mental, your magic, and you would definitely be able to do something with that. Is this something you're doing today before you do all the reprepping and everything? Well, I, I don't have the spell prep today. That's why no, I wanted... It's something you are going to do. Yeah, it's what I wanted what one day to repair it, it and... incredibly ornate and extravagantly made every different panel of every section of this armor is is layered and detailed into different pieces uh with this recurring heavy bands of uh, darker metal throughout the entire thing and it's it's actually not adorned with much of the larger scales and key imagery other than the center and on the pauldrons and much more with these just big stripes and these rays almost around circular motifs, like on the sides of the greaves and on the kneecaps and everything. I could still try to set in some gems that we've picked up to make it stand out as not being Drock's armor and you being a high-ranking official from somewhere else. Not a bad idea. But in fact, a bad idea. We have three giant sapphires and a bunch of random jewelry we picked up from the monks. You did get a pile of random jewelry from the monks. Yep. That we could definitely take stuff out of. And... So a casting of greater make whole to fix it, and then maybe a casting of fabricate to just meld the metal enough to inset the gems into it. Makes sense to me. And that's, again, with your magic and... Between your magic and his just ability, that is not in anything that would even be remotely beyond you. We have talent. Yeah, and you magic. guys are pretty good at things, it turns out. You guys can do stuff pretty good. Like three things. 
At least three how, things, I'd say. How hard would it be to acquire the robes for me and Dara's disguise? We I could mean, go and buy those pretty easily. Probably just buy them? Like, doubt you could just buy them, but maybe something? Steal them somewhere? Well, that depends exactly on what it is you're wanting. So you want robes like the clerics of Avatar. Yeah, obviously equipped with hood because I kind of stand out in the crowd. <laughs> well, I don't think that'd be something you could very easily just purchase, but it would. Hmm, might well, be a tough one. You wouldn't be able to just buy clerical robes. This is something that they like. They keep and they maintain and they make for their clergy. You can't just go to the priest robe store and buy priest robes. Could we could you know, imitate them though? Like, I don't know. Paint them? We have either paint left. The either paint can become physical objects. Yeah, let me let me double check if it can become a non-rigid object like cloth. Cuz I'm not actually oh. sure yeah i guess it it absolutely can it also doesn't have to be very nice looking if well if we're um, with him wouldn't it be fancy wouldn't they be fancy well yeah but if if we wanted to heighten our disguise um a good way to do that is that if we are also super scarred it'll make it so that we're not immediately recognizable more so and so that people won't want to look at our face directly like without being rude. I like, also want to be severely scarred. Yeah. No, gone. yeah. Well, I also want to be moving through the city, trying not to draw attention at first. Yeah. Well, although you like, guys might not be able to acquire the actual robes, the clerics that are where you do have disguise kits still, and with those you could create a something that reasonably passes. It wouldn't be exactly the same thing, but I mean that's. The very essence of what a disguise check is. Yeah. If I am in the full plate of an Abadarian paladin, would I even need a disguise? Yes, I mean that would give you a bonus to it, but you would they're still disguising yourself as an Abadarian paladin and not, uh, do no. not have the knowledge, the mannerisms, or the uh, full understanding of one. Fair enough. So I'm coaching him all night on Abadar stuff. We're going to learn some Abadar today. Good luck with, with that. <laughs> I know all kinds I of things about Abadar. Prick, so I've, you know, we'll just, that's easy to be concerned. So don't talk to anybody. The evening passes, prepping disguises, learning about the various facets of Abadar and worship, which I'm, I'm sure Nell would have also been raised with some out too because your parents worshipped Abadar and the fact that you worship Shellen is like an outlier they didn't raise you to worship Shellen no I definitely is, as a one kid of the many ways you disappoint your parents I'm sure <laughs> yep. I, I am just reminding him some of the finer points yeah you were both raised as Abad you were both raised Abadarin <laughs> gold daddy is very disappointed in his children right now yeah, well. but uh it just goes to show we're not gold diggers. Yeah. <clears throat> and me and Anori can, and, uh, uh, and Ori can disguise our weapons a little bit. I just would... try to prepare as much as you can beforehand yeah. to ready yourselves to head into the castle. 
Dara, I can actually carry your crossbow in for you. Because Gusern has one. I would is a really like to hold my crossbow. I'm you got a point though, Dara. Gonna, you're probably not going to be able to wear it looking like a cleric. Well, I mean, is that not Abadar's Oh, weapon? well, they were. It is Abadar's holy yeah. weapon. You would all know that the light so, crossbow yeah, is Abadar's holy So, yeah, you can just carry your crossbow weapon. out. It won't even matter. That's oh, like a long sword, sword for a cleric of Iomedai, or a Serenite scimitar. Like, the light crossbow is the holy, blessed weapon of Abadar. Like, whether you even know how to use it, you would probably have one just for symbolic reasons. Well, I mean, the entire point of a crossbow is that there's you don't need to know how to use it. You point it in the direction of the person you want to hit with the bolt. Well, yeah, but, like, regardless of how effective you are with it. Yeah, you'd have one anyways. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of why that weapon is Abadar's holy weapon as well. It's because it's like a... A big development it's civilizational advancement it's something that allowed uh cities and towns to defend themselves and for the people to work together regardless of their training because any idiot can use a light crossbow that's the explicit purpose of a light crossbow but you're right uh it would not be out of the ordinary at all for a cleric to bear one especially an abadar and cleric and taldor bearing one that literally has like a carved lion sigil on it i mean that's <laughs> That's a holy weapon if I've ever seen one. Do I, Anori? Do you still have a scabbard for uh, Ciaran that does not, that that actually covers Ciaran and doesn't show that it is the black blade? She's got her arm still. That's oh, true. Man. You have to. <laughs> I guess I could. The day we go, prep that. Or I mean. Uh, as much as I don't like it, well, no, because it would be—it would be obvious. It's very distinct. Uh, yeah, I'll probably have to hide him. And speaking of preparations and preparing spells throughout the day, Baylor would have a few things he'd want to be readying: uh, greater make hole to repair as much as he can of Drock's full plate, his breastplate, the sigil, the massive key on its front. And uh, the other magics to ready his disguise and everything. What all are you? What all are you casting today? Uh, would would the holy symbol also need a make hole? The holy symbol is not the key that was emblazoned on the front of the armor. That is just. I mean, that is the holy symbol, Abadar. But that was just yeah. The giant but icon but he had a separate one, right? His separate holy symbol, I would say, is okay. Okay, because I want that, and I want the signet ring that he's got to both be on me. Fair enough. And each of the, so you would be collecting those. Uh, yes. You're going to be disguising yourself as him with and making sure you keep the actual signet ring. Yes. And uh, everything you would need to pass, ideally. Now, as you spend all of that moon day casting, readying, building disguises and going over religious knowledge and cover stories and everything that you would need. Are there, are there any other special preparations besides still touching base with Enki to organize your operations? The standard and the glaive will have to go in the bag of holding on Anori. The glaive, I do not believe can go in a bag of holding. Uh, you can't put bladed weapons. If you wrap it, like if you put it in what is the equivalent of a sheath for a glaive, that would also require the equivalent of 
drawing it, it can be stored because it's not wide. It can just be dropped yeah, in you there. Can, you can put it in there, but it's going to have to be, yeah, it's got to be protected and bundled, and it's going to take you a little longer to get it out. You do not a... just wrap the standard around it? That's not a good idea. <laughs> well, we don't standard, want to cut the standard. The standard is also a pretty magic, powerful magical artifact. It's not like you True. can just cut through with a pair of scissors. Uh, just the fact that an item is magical and possesses that level of power makes it relatively difficult to cut through. So, you could. <laughs> you could wrap it up in the standard. Efficiency. <laughs> Bam, got him. Bam, so you got know, him. I'm like... You wrap up the blade of your clay and your incredibly powerful plan, magical standard <laughs> and stick it in the bag Look, of holding. It has another use. And so that way, so Inori will actually be carrying my weapon in too. And then once we get inside and get towards where we need to be, when I need it, I'll grab it. That also it. lets you do lets you keep the standard attached to the glaive so they'll still be together when it's drawn but when i pull it out <laughs> we'll have it and you unbundle it it'll have glaive and standard we also need to inform zalar of what's going down it's time it's time i need what exactly do we tell her Huh. Oh crap, we killed the Pope. We gotta go now. <laughs> Basically, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> Accidentally murdered Pope. Invading castle. I don't think any part of that was <laughs> If you don't hear from us in two days, we dead, bro. Like, pray for us, preferably to someone that's not Abadar. <laughs> <laughs> or pray to Abadar. Really, really hard. Either ask so, him for forgiveness or ask literally anybody else for help. <laughs> but what do you want to tell her? As you, that, that's, uh, that's, I, I'm bringing this up with the party. Like, what exactly you, do we tell her? Ready up. You've got your 10 minutes of preparation to get the magic out of the wand into Encantus Ritual, so you have time to plan, plan while you're casting. And we're also Pope, working on this all day. So yeah. The Pope decided to attack us. Pope. He had to be put down. We're also going to go put down the entirety of the palace. <laughs> the castle. The castle. So now, so now we're just glorified assassins. I thought we were going to arrest this guy. We're gonna we have are to going to, to arrest him. And we don't expect at all that he's going to go along with that. <laughs> Our plan is to arrest him. But getting what exactly to authority do we have to even arrest him? I mean, we're lion's blades. Like we have the authority of all of the proof that we have found, and the backing of the princess Eutropia to put this Again, individual uh, under arrest for the crimes committed in his past and the treason planned in his current seating. I'm not saying I don't disagree. I mean, it's just. The problem is that there isn't authority right now. That's the issue. And we're just on a very fine line, is what I'm saying. We're, we're not... It's not on us to make the choices, to do this, to do that. We carry but out what is. we're supposed to do. No. I don't... But uh, you're is. right. It, it's not on us we to carry elected. out the law. It's not our job to carry out the law. It is our job to go in there and arrest him. That's literally why we were sent here. But I just want that to, I mean, I'm bringing this up now. I, I just, I would really like it if we could do that. I know- So you we're call, gonna arrest Jareth too. We're not gonna have that conversation again, are we? Why not? 
Jareth does fall under the same regulations that you're talking of right now. You can have your dad back. I can't. I'm not saying this has nothing to do. You're talking semantics of... And, I, and I've told all of you before, you don't have to come with me. Then you don't have to come along with us on this. I just feel like... I mean, can you at least hear me out here? I just feel like if we... He's wanting to start another 500 I, years And let Utropia and the one, people put him to justice for that. One man's life versus thousands, millions. We are looking to let the princess put him to justice, but before you can put someone to justice, you have to arrest them. We're gonna make. If you I, think I, she's not going to kill him, you're sadly. Mistaken. And that's fine. I'm. I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you guys on that. I'm just simply illustrating that it's not us to go and assassinate this guy and make him a hero to these people even more. I have no intention of killing him. You know, and I don't think once all the evidence got out, he would be a hero. We don't know that. But if we go there and as terrorists kill this guy, it's not going to look great. Sorry, as it, if it's from my perspective, I have so much respect for this man. No matter what we have found, no matter what he has done in his past, I have the utmost respect for him. And I believe that he is doing what he thinks is best for the country. And I don't think he is, it is unreasonable to try and convince him of what we believe. The war is not good for the country and I feel like we can persuade him of this. He is not a terrible man. He is actually a great leader and I have served under him proudly for most of my life. And when he doesn't come quietly and attacks all of us, then what? Then we'll I still do what think needs to we be can done, reason but... with him, yes, but I feel like I do not want to jump into this. I mean, I, I, agree, I, agree I get with my the... father back in the, either way, so I don't care. But either way, whether by our hand or somebody else's, he's going to end up dead anyway. Right. Because if I you don't think they're going to but... let him live... You're sadly mistaken. He's not a bad man. If he were to work with Utropia, I don't think... But he planned to murder her. He he would never work with her. He wanted to murder her and frame us for her murder. Because that's the same that we are doing. Yeah. It I would like to point thing. out, for the sake of argument, that no one here is discussing killing this man. We're all discussing arresting him. Yes. Oh well, then I just want to make sure we're on the same page because I don't. We we are going want the in, church to happen again. We are <laughs> we going might... in with the intent of arresting him. The church may happen again, no matter what we try. He yeah. may we're not, not there stand to out. fight him. We're there to say, "Hey, look, we found this stuff. Just stop. You reevaluate just your life. Stand down and just." stop you're going way too far with this we well, found all this stuff that's perfectly cool i just you know we've he might so not far. listen he might not and you're absolutely right but we've come so far let's just let's just do this right and get out of this city finally that's the plan but getting to him might not be peaceful no probably not but i am hoping with the disguise it may be more direct we have all- the chief enumerator saying I need to speak with 
Pytherius about the recent attack against the church. This is urgent and something I can't discuss here. I think that's our best chance at a direct line to him. Not bad. I agree, I agree. I, I agree Noi. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> let's just hope uh, somebody's watching and is on our side for this. So say it could have been easy. Well, so what do we tell Zalar? The dragon's dead. Did you tell her? Does she know he's a dragon? I yeah. feel like you told yes, her. Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. We, 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 we told her that he was a dragon and that Kahina punched him and I that we were we going to try to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we should say the dragon's dead. I'm trying to limit this to as few words as possible yeah. for as many things as we have to say. Yeah, tell him. Dragon's dead. Lengthy Stracht has died. Your hand was our, forced. The, our, our plan has had to move up. We are going to the pillar tomorrow. Yeah, seems good to me. So as you finish encanting your sending, you tell that to her. And with a moment, she replies. I do not know the circumstance. But rest your judgment. Good luck. The nation is watching. I'd probably wait until after I did that to use Greater Assume Appearance, because I didn't. I don't want to tell it to her and link his drops yeah, fair. Fair. Don't like, I just had that mental image suddenly. <laughs> Linkish Drox is dead. <laughs> the Ox Banker is dead. We did what we had to do. <laughs> You'd be really um, confused. I believe you have the wrong number. <laughs> but uh, you and then you. Greater Assume Appearance afterwards. And take over his uh, take over his appearance, his voice, and everything. And his he casts this much more powerful spell. Baylor is his appearance completely changes to holy mirror, Drakt, and well, it's Drakt largely without wearing, the armor. You're like you're Baylor's robe and hat, <laughs> but Drakt nonetheless. And this. With this level of magic, this is no simple disguise or anything. He he looks like Drocht, he moves like Drocht, and he sounds like Drocht. And there is no aura on me. There's just an aura of transmutation on this tooth I have in my pocket. Yep. Don't worry uh, yep, about it. Because it does it, it, it's it's a powerful, powerful spell. No disguise no aura of disguise on you whatsoever. It makes no changes to your aura. Just the tooth that you're hanging on to. You have an enchanted tooth. It's it's Galarian. That's not even that weird tooth. in the grand scheme of things. And so, uh, I would be using a grit point for my dis uh, disguise check. Okay. Yep. You using your no name to try to just fade into this faceless role of a cleric. Just filler. Drawing no real attention. Uh, and that, that grit 
not even necessarily being that you're better at disguising, just that you are an expert at staying out of the limelight and like even if you have to contribute keeping people's focus elsewhere so they never really take a moment to scrutinize you properly. Not as well as they should, anyway. And at the end of that day, with all of your preparatory spells and everything cast, he is going to spend the night looking like Drocked, because that's going to last some time. It's actually... How long does that last? 12 days. 12 days? <laughs> you it's, are... it's, a, it's one day per level. You are <laughs> Linkus Drocked for 12 days. It's dismissible. I can stop being Linkus Drocked, but... So you can at any point... Uh, the the, the whole point is that I can cast it today and get that spell this slot back This is the sexiest tomorrow. you've felt in, a, a, what, like 80 years? I don't know the relative. I don't. I don't remember how old Baylor is supposed to be. I'm only 67. Yeah, he's a half elf. He's I don't a, know. Yeah, he's a half elf. Which their lives are longer than humans, but it, it's like a, it's like humans, half elves, elves. Like it's it. They, okay. they definitely got the vast majority of the human side on that one. Okay, the sexiest you felt in like 30 years. Yeah, they don't have the phenomenally long lifespans. And but he's average looking at best, I'd say, but. It's just... If only Bartleby could see me now. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, you awaken the following morning. Ready for whatever this day is going to bring. Make your final plans with Anki. You prepare everything you need for the day of. Donning your disguises making sure you know as much as you can, as much as you feel you need about the worship and tenets of Abadar and just how to conduct yourselves. And, well, are you ready? I can cast Telepathic Bond on us before we leave. That lasts long enough for us to be able to communicate through most of this. I can actually use the extend rod, and I think that makes it four hours total. Okay, so you have four hours of being able to communicate now telepathically without having to speak out loud. And uh, un the difference here is unlike Inori's connection with CR, and you're still basically conversing. So this isn't something that happens in an instant, like uh, Nori talking to her black blade. This does take the same amount of time as it would to talk with your, you know, face hole. It just doesn't make any sound, and no one could possibly eavesdrop on you without directly reading your mind. So, you know, we know someone that can directly read our minds at will that happens to be in this particular location we are going to visit. Hopefully yeah, well, he might be on the floor in his room right now. Archbanker? Random cleric, random cleric, Gusern, random cleric. Am I not wearing or no, the not Red paladin. Red paladin, yes. Random I am cleric. not a cleric, sir. You, you, I am you, a paladin. <laughs> you, are, you are a guardian from Opara. A high guardian. Ah. From oh, Opara. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I can't really, can't really fault him for that one. So... 
Our preparations complete and ready as I suppose we are realistically going to be. You head outside and make your way over through the Anvil District out towards Avadar Spiller. Now, as you head out of the pool house, it's a pretty windy day outside. Overcast and darker than usual. But fortunately at the moment, no rain. Just a whole lot of wind. Now, as you make your way across the city, again, you keep having all these operations, all these adventures, just kind of below the surface. Even when Mylan Jarrett tried to paint a target on your back throughout the city, he wasn't really able to make it stick because, again, the the analog I'd given you then was some random guy from corporate showing up in the district station. Hey, saying, hey, drop everything. These guys are more important than all your current cases. And they're just like, okay, whatever, boss. And everything is so normal. It's been two days since the fire at the House of Gold, which, while interesting and the repair effort has started underway, that's further up in the uh, Golden District. That's out of the view of where you'd be walking at all. You can still see the huge golden dome atop the building perched up in the inner walled section of Zemar perfectly fine as you approach the pillar. But everyone's so... normal. That it's damn near unsettling as you walk through the streets too. Well, we don't know exactly how this is going to go yet, theoretically address or arrest their leader no one's like conversating or panicking in the streets about the church being on fire the day before or that was two days ago at this point it's still there's no it's just back to business as usual for everybody everybody's heard about it and everyone heard about it to do with them yeah i mean that was there was a bit of a panic in the golden district two days ago yeah. But yeah. that's long past at this point. That'd be like, especially up in the Anvil District, this would be the thing people would read about in the newspaper, like, oh, hard, the church caught fire. That back Honoria to doesn't spend much time with rich people. No. Once none. it's over and the gossip is old, we don't care. And that's even inside Not- the walls. This is outside. They didn't really care in the first place. It just would have been an wow. interesting thing to hear about. Mm-hmm. In fact, probably at least half the people out here wouldn't have even known that happened. Like, oh, Paris Hilton's house caught on fire. Yeah, would okay. you know? Would you know if that <laughs> happened? Like, it's not like yeah, it's not like it burned to the ground. Like one wing of it caught fire. They got it under control, and now they're create water. Yeah, they just have a wing closed down, and they're setting up and planning for rest, uh, restorations. So as we walk out to the pillar, let's get a couple of operations checks. So we'll go around the table here. We'll start with Baylor, trying to send his bad advice. How many? You, you said 18 agents on this? Did you send? I believe. Or 20, I rather, because you're, you're 10. Did you send all 20? Yeah, I got 10. I've got 10, yeah. So you so. sent 20 agents. So roll me a d20 plus 20 see how effective they were at getting this information into the Castellan's hands. And then also let me go find the Castellan's. Oh, no. I see a one. I, I, I am 
I got to pull with that. Two session rerolls. Uh, yeah. That's the first roll of the day. That is right? the first roll of the day. Oh, yeah. man. Much better. That is, oh, that is dramatically better. almost dramatically the polar better. opposite of a one. <laughs> so it's a one to a 19. We're going to go ahead and file that one under high value rerolls. The and... dice was trying to get back to the one. It tried really hard. It got right beside the one. It rolled and funny, for sure. I will roll sense motive, motive for the motive. killer's castellan sense motive. The killer's <laughs> castellan. And we will see how that goes as we continue on. Now, second was the poison. And you would have this delivered early this morning uh, to attempt to take Mylan Jareth wherever he is out of commission on the day you're attempting to infiltrate the castle. So how many agents did you send, Inori? Uh, all of them, I think. All my what's subterfuge your, ones. So what's your subterfuge? Six? Six, yeah. So, so you sent 12. 12. Yep, so D20 plus 12. Okay. Oh, that was so oh, close. That, that was, was so close. Oh, that die went on a ride. That's an eight. That gives us a twenty. I'm gonna hear a DC that. is probably pretty crazy. It's actually incredibly low on poison, because you know how the operation works. Uh, you know the, the schematics of how it functions. It is risky, but the DC is the NPC's CR, so it's actually really low. It's, an, it's a really low DC. Um, oh, and he's not level 20. He so. was probably not CR it's, 20. It's but, easy uh, to do because it can fail for other it's, reasons. Yeah, it's easy to do because then he still has to fail the save for the poison. So, um, so getting okay. him the poison is not phenomenally difficult. Gotcha, okay. But then he still gets the fortitude save against it. Sure. Uh, which, okay. what is that? I know you had the link real quick since you've got it. You want to just go ahead and tell me what that there. Let me pull it up. Yeah. Uh, DC. Uh, DC 23 Fortitude. That's pretty high, actually. Yeah. And lastly, we have there with me, which we don't, we won't roll that one in advance because that will come up when you, whenever you want to use it. Whatever group it is that you would attempt to call it on, then you'd make your operations check. And they're either yours because that's where they're supposed to be, or they're not because, well, that they got found out. That didn't go great. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But as you approach the castle, the first time you've really come up to this building directly, it's always looming over the city, but you don't really get a great scale of just how big Abadar's Pillar is until you are literally just walking up to the front gate is the plan that we decided on. And as you approach here on the banks of the Jalrune on the eastern edge of ZMR, you come to a pretty sturdy wooden drawbridge reinforced with massive steel bands around its width, uh, currently laying open during this morning to receive whatever supplies and traffic the fortress gets on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, it's spanning a 15-foot-wide moat 
just a, a raw gap where the Jalrune still rushes down below. And you can see two guards posted on either side of the entryway. Watching as you approach. And what is it we do? And we can think to each other, so... We can think to each other. I would just start walking in. You okay. are yeah. the archbanker. Yeah, no one's going to stop like, us. Everybody good? We just keep yep. going. Walk. I'm the big guy in full plate. I'm not supposed to talk. I'm here to protect. You're talking oh. to mine now. Talk in your mind. I am talking in my mind. Otherwise, you would hear the metal reverberating around my head. So you walk up and just go to walk past this pair of guards. That's what we're going for. Just, just I believe so. I, I, like, I, I, unless they actively start doing something. I'm sure as we <laughs> as approach, if they need us, they'll they'll stop us. And they, as you walk in, they one of them looks and almost double takes as he sees Baylor disguised as the Archbanker uh, walking through the wind here, not protected by the walls of the city in this kind of gap, this no man's land in front of the fortress. It's much more, blowing much more severely. And he, like, he double takes. It, like, it blows his mind for a second that he's just seeing the Archbanker walk by for a variety of reasons. But he does nothing but stand a little straighter at attention and the other also stands up as well and as you get near them both of them raise their hands in a salute uh, looking straight forward towards the city and not making eye contact with the group at all <laughs> yep just gonna walk will, on by yeah, as I will give a brief here. nod as I pass them but I don't even look up just continue on so I have Baylor, my give me your disguise check as you walk <laughs> oh, no. oh, with whatever bonuses greater like... assume appearance gives you which I assume are ginormous probably I'm pretty sure it's 10 uh, is it, it is 10 and then you have 4 for race change unless assume appearance waives the race changing penalty I'm assuming with that level it's, of magic, it probably like it, does. It's literally a polymorph. Yeah, so, so I would say you don't have any of the uh, the race or age category changing penalties because you're fully polymorphing. That's a two a on the die. Two on the die gets oh. me a 24. Eat that. Uh, well, I guess we're out of rerolls. Uh, no, we're not. I think we have one more game. I mean, I, he, he, that's what he's saying, that he yeah, assumes I'm going to use it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're correct. We are now out. Um, Just probably. don't. These guys are. That's this, you. But the, is this the disguise check that I will stay with as we continue or... Is this I just would say against you're gonna, guys? Every, every major interaction that we need one, we can throw it again. This is just to get in the door. Mm. Because really, you have a polymorph effect on. So it's more how you are than yeah, what you directly that's... look like. So, and that's something that you will fall in and out of step with based on the situation. And this uh, the situation is going to change. 
and it, it, so it's functionally going to be a different disguise check each time because you are trying yeah. to blend in. So it'll just be this is just for the gate. I really don't want to cause any commotion at the gate. <laughs> just go. It's I'll go fault. with it. <laughs> Take it. Yeah, I don't like it. So as you uh, walk by, they both stay strong at attention as you lead this other paladin with the slightly modified actual Archmaker's full plate and a trio of clerics with you. Gusarin they, and two clerics. Yeah, well, Gusarin, yeah, sorry, Gusarin and two clerics and a random paladin uh, with you into the building, into the castle. They don't ask any questions. As a matter of fact, they don't say anything. After there's, so they hold that salute until you pass, and then snap back down to attention. Now much more awake than they were previously this fairly cold, uh, Lamashan morning. You make your way past the portcullis and the initial entryway of the castle. Uh, we're walking in through this 30-foot tunnel. You can see the gaps and the holes in the ceiling uh, and the tops of the walls around you, where... Any force attempting to seize this that had managed to get in through the front would just be desecrated by a salvo of arrows through the murder holes in the ceiling and tar pouring in through the gaps along the tops of the walls. Question. But, answer. Is it a single or a double portcullis coming in the, the gate? Coming in, it's a single because it's the drawbridge would fold up and the portcullis behind it. So the portcullis itself or do you mean like is there one at each end because there's one yeah. at each end of this walkway yeah there's there's one at either end of the 30-foot entryway tunnel okay but they are both heavy iron constructions raised up for the morning as they have business to do and there's no reason for them to be down so you enter using the uh the telepathy while we're walking through this particular area i'm gonna say i could probably enclose one of those in stone and disable it if we need to. Think if it's coming to that? If we need there's... to, it is an option. I can probably just disable one. I'd like to think we'll get a little further in than just right here. Let me, for reference of everybody getting to see this map, just pull us over to the pillar so we can get a, a better reference of whereabouts we are. So you five would enter into the courtyard here. And it's a pretty large courtyard. And you would see the well in the distance over on the eastern side. And, and as you enter, you're entering alongside the massive keep on your left that ascends up at least four stories high. And you can hear the sound of soldiers drilling on the rooftops. Is the grate still off? Uh, the grate would be back in place. You would also see there is somewhere this guy here. He drag a couple of things that I thought I put here that did not actually copy paste over because roll 20 does as it pleases. Uh, hmm. During this morning, you would also see what appears to be a guard captain drilling a platoon of soldiers in the center of the courtyard. Which was not... I mean, it's the morning. You were trying to escape in the middle of the night. 
but it's a, a much a lot more business than you'd seen here. All uh, in a group, uh, a few dozen of them, standing at attention, going through orders, marching drills, uh, pretty basic things. As you enter into the courtyard here, behind you, out from what Nell would know as the gatehouse, because that is where he had uh, originally escaped from. Yeah. I definitely would have relayed the layout that I knew. Yeah. A patrol. We have all the monk stuff that told about all the layouts. Yeah, right. You have uh, all the monk information. A patrol of four more guards would emerge, and you would know from your information about the various patrols and everything that this happens every ten minutes. These four guards come out from the gatehouse and patrol around the entirety of the inner courtyard, and they would come out right as you are coming into the center. And hmm. they would uh, nod and excuse themselves as they moved by past the steps here leading up to the massive keep and up to check these doors, making sure they are sealed and everything is in order. Just going around doing usual inspection. You would know they're going to patrol their route, check all of the doors, and then move back into the gatehouse. The platoon drilling in the center of the courtyard is something that is not mentioned in any of the monks' reports. So either something they missed or something that is new. Or it could just be training. Or it could just be training. Where are you going? So in the monks' information, we would know where Pytharius is, in, or like where his You would know that the, everything around the bottom floor here is largely the troops areas. If Pytharius was anywhere, he would be up in the keep. Mm-hmm. You would also so, know that getting into the keep is by far going to be the most difficult uh, area to access, but that's where anyone who needed anything would need to go. Either with him or with, like, the captain of the guard, or the baron, all in the keep. The keep is where we need to go. Start walking towards the keep like I, you own I, the place. I am not the one in the will, lead. Yeah, I, I will... Uh, I will take a brief pause just to look over the drilling. Okay. Just kind of an approving way, and then start... Heading towards the gate. <laughs> Take a moment to properly admire the troops mm-hmm. doing their business. Doing Abadar's work. <laughs> then the group of you would move up to the main stairs here. Yeah. And up to the keep. Probably more like so. With, unfortunately, just due to the merit of his disguise, Baylor in the front. <laughs> as he but is he is my obligation. All right. And as you approach here, all four of the sentinels up at the top of the stairs would see you and have a very similar reaction. They would stop, salute, and as you reach the top of the stairs, the one on your left, the one nearest to you, is the only one who would make eye contact. contact. And he'd look over to your archbanker, snap his salutes, and actually address you. Oh, Chief Enumerator, Lord Dracht, you are alive and unharmed. Praise be us all. There was 
unfortunately business to take care of after the incident at the church. It's not something I can speak of so openly at the moment. And he nods. Of course. Shall I rouse the guard captain? Or are you here for the Baron himself? The Baron, is he inside? Uh, aye, Lord. He's going over orders and gathering reports of a new drills for some of the uh, agents on the roof. I could fetch him. I'm going to stagger a little bit. Um, like, kind of clearly in, in some kind of pain a bit. I'm just going to stagger and uh, into a nori. And he'll kind of shift his view a little bit and look at you and for a moment and then back to Baylor. Your place is at your post. If you could simply allow us inside. Uh, make me a bluff check. Thirty-four. A thirty-four. He nods. He says, of course, Lord Numerator. Uh, and he steps over towards the door, reaches down to a set of keys, uh, unlocks it, and then opens the door wide and steps back to allow you to pass and puts his salute back up. And I will nod and thank him and continue on my way. And as you uh, as you enter, he finishes, uh, he says, Oh, Lord Archbanker, if I may. Please be brief. You'll want to meet with Master Jareth about the new warding against the agents. We've taken measures to ensure nothing like the church will be repeated. I'll nod, say of course. Thank you. And, and continuing. Group of you will head inside. And he will close the door behind you. So there's warding against what exactly? Us. And as you walk in here now, just allowed right into the bottom floor of the keep, you enter the reception hall. And as you can see on the map, <laughs> it's fairly... Patriotic is the word I'm going to go with. Uh, royal lion emblems adorn the walls of this enormous ballroom. It's easy because this map is so big to lose scale if you're looking at it. Of That's just, enormous. <laughs> yeah, like just how big this keep and even this entry ballroom are. This is like a full-size ballroom. This is 60 feet across, 40 feet wide. Uh, this reception hall is huge. It's got a 20-foot high flat ceiling with a trio of extravagant crystal chandeliers hanging down, emitting a brilliant sparkling light across the very fine green and blue rug that dominates nearly the whole of the center of the room's floor, uh, embroidered with a large grimacing lion and an emblem of the primogen crown above it. Now the room is not empty. 
there are two courtiers in here uh, around the outskirts. One just sat on a bench near the door and one standing uh, right on your right as you enter and one near the far southeastern other end of the room uh, standing there with their hands folded in front of her with a smile on her face. And the one on the bench nearest to you stands up and nods grinning this welcome back Archbanker. it's good I'm to see yours. you've uh, survived the week's events this doesn't sound good <laughs> aren't there two night hags here let me know if you want me to seal the door and as you all think to yourselves that, uh, that they're kind of in silence, you're in silence because I'm a, it's obviously yeah, like, like, yeah, I, I, I nodded to her, but nod. other than that, nobody's. And uh, she bows her head a bit. The city has been so troubled recently. They've gone to such great lengths to ward against these insidious agents the Lion Blades have seated within the city. Have you heard? Of course. But have you, Lord Archbanker? Or is Chief Enumerator the proper title? I'm. Is there confused. some new information you wish to divulge? Well, perhaps. I feel there's no need for you to meet with the disgraced spymaster to know that this fortress is fairly safe. You need not fear. It's been protected. In fact, the Diviner has placed wards such that as if any of those five of the agents that Master Jareth identified crossed the walls, she would immediately know of their arrival and their location. I suppose we need to leave. <laughs> that is roll initiative. She's not doing. I mean, if you want to attack her, it's if, if, if you're if you're doing something, it's I'm, roll initiative. I'm, She's not doing I, anything. I thought I thought you were saying that they were about to start doing no, something. She's just that's like super suspicious. Me, no, can I sense talking. motive? On that, you if can she's absolutely bluffing or not. Sense yeah. Motive. yeah, everybody. <laughs> she might be bluffing. That's what I'm. Okay. Uh, sense motive. Two. <laughs> one. one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's that not one get you, Inori? Twelve. Even with a twelve, this this is no courtier. All the sense motives coming out now. We got a twenty-five up there. <laughs> with a twenty-five, <laughs> you are fairly. Uh, it's she knows who you are. Oh boy, we go. Time to go. <laughs> but she's not. She's still smiling. She's making no move to attack you. Um, what do you? What do you? What does we go? You say that. What would you? you would you <laughs> tell us? I, I, I just assumed somebody was going to start doing something. But no, <laughs> no like no, unless no, you no, tell no, us. She's not attacking you. She's just standing yeah. there. Yeah. But uh, as, as you all clearly look over this, uh, you exchange those couple words, and uh, mm -hmm. everyone knelt sort of. Wince is a bit kind of right back at the door. I, I, I'm going to look at her and go... Everyone's gazelles. What is it you're after? Me? Nothing. 
I'm simply here as the life afforded me within the walls of this keep is a pleasant and extravagant one. I simply thought you should know, Lord Archbanker, that in the light of your disappearance, steps were taken to ensure such an event wouldn't be repeated. I thought you would be pleased with this news to know that if those agents were so foolish as to try to sneak their way into Abadar's pillar, well, perhaps they would make the same fate that it was believed you had. Or that poor girl in the tea shop. It would be a true shame. Though I suppose the protections have been extended to the church itself. You would not be so lax as to ignore the place of the crime committed, would you? I am but a simple courtier. And truth <laughs> be told, all of this is far beyond my station. I just figured the news may please you. Such news doesn't come free, does it? Well, you are the Lord Archbanker of this city and the Vault and Chain Templars and the rest of you are hangers-on, I assume. This is knowledge that will be imparted to you soon enough. And she sits back down and just folds her hands in her lap and looks back over to you. But I assume you have terribly important business to be attending to. What with having survived and all, coming straight here without so much as a word that I'd heard of. And that diviner was truly convinced that you'd perished in that fire. Sometimes measures must be taken to ensure secrecy. Information is truly a valuable commodity these days. We could speak with her and set the situation straight, but it's more important that I speak to Pytherius himself. Of course. I'm unsurprised that that would be your first thought. This is... Assumed, I suppose. But again, this is beyond me, and I'm far from one to tell you your business. You know the way, of course. Could always we help with a... Maps, so yeah, we would have actually just know the yeah. way. Yeah, would, would, would we know? Yeah, yeah, you would have studied enough of the okay. maps that you would absolutely okay. know the way. I, I, I didn't know if we would know exactly where he would be, or just have a you general idea. You would know where idea. his office is, at the very least. He in his office, I take it. Again, simple courtier. Knowing his day to day is far beyond my station, but I believe so. And whichever of these doors leads towards his office, <laughs> I will start that heading would, towards. Uh, that would be the southernmost door here on the western side. You would know that the northern door heads into a library. 
and the southern door heads back to this reception area into a lounge with a and the lounge is a staircase leading up through the floor to the keep itself. But as she finishes that and you turn towards that door, that door would open itself and out from it would start coming sentinels. Weapons in hand, looking around, but not immediately hostile. But they are patrolling, swords out, armed. It, and that's... Is that noticeably different than what we've seen on the way in? Well, the ones out drilling in the yard would have had their weapons out as well. Uh, the ones even patrolling the courtyard earlier would have had them put away. But the... Everyone but the ones that were drilling the platoon would have had their weapons, of course, on them, but she... It's a higher security area. Still, I mean, telepathically. Yeah, I of course. I don't like where this is going, guys. I got hmm. a really bad feeling. So four of I'll, them... Uh, I'll move to the side and say, let them through. They're obviously busy. Four of them would move into the room, see the group of you... And as Nell steps aside, you guys are kind of in the way of the door. They would stop oh. and sort of just look over the group of you and say nothing. Keep my I head just, down and then move out of the way. Nod to them and continue walking towards the door. And and as you do, behind them out from the door oh. comes the Baron of Zemar. Baron Rodarius. And as he enters, and you're just sort of uh, going to move past them, Baylor, he comes in with a warhammer in his hand. A uh, fairly large, stout brick of iron. And looks over and sees the group of you. And you approaching. And holds up his free hand. Like, stop. I would stop. Even now, after everything that's transpired within the walls of my city at your hands, I find myself sickened by the depths of your heresy. The raw audacity to take his very guise. Slay them! <laughs> and I the think guards. it's time for the there with me. <laughs> if you want to there with me, the Baron's guards. Oh, that's, uh... That's bold. <laughs> Not do it! That's, you, uh, <laughs> let's wait a second ballsy. on that. He comes uh. in with four sentinels. You're in a room with the Baron of Zemar, four of the elite sentinels, and let's all be honest, two, two night hags. <laughs> and you want to there with me the four sentinels. Actually, I kind of want to there with me the entire drilling platoon out there. <laughs> you want to there with me the guys that are outside or the guys that are inside? <laughs> I mean, there's Regardless, more guys outside than inside. <sighs> let's take our break here.
I mean, it's not good. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It doesn't look good. But, uh, you've had worse. Probably. I mean, you had a dragon attack you in a small chapel literally last week. You've, uh... We just take these guys out quietly. Nobody else outside knows what's going on. <laughs> Do we have a way to take them out quietly? Do you understand the word quietly? Like, as a party? Not really. I would vote my, not my to active, the Night Hags. Well, my active way of fighting people is yelling at them until they cower in the corner. Please so. don't. So, you, uh... <laughs> when we left, you were thinking Quite about using there with me. You can absolutely there with me. I'm gonna say... If you're trying to get the entire platoon that's currently drilling in the middle of the castle of the Squadron E troops, like the elite that tends to the general directly, and a whole... There's like 20 guys out there. That's gonna be a higher I have 18. DC. I was oh, gonna you have... say, I have 18. I said 18. So, like... So it couldn't actually be the whole platoon outside. Yeah, that's what I I'm saying. Because I said like two dozen. So, but if you want to try to there with me these four sentinels, mm -hmm. that would... That I'm would change things. I mean, it would change things, but they're his elite. I'm assuming they've been with him quite a while. These aren't the normal. I mean, these are just sentinels. These okay. are, they are in no way distinct. These aren't like elite. I mean, they're the sentinels, which are like the elite guard of Zemar. Okay. But they're but... not like a special squad of sentinels or anything. Oh, okay. Uh, you can, you can, they're just the dudes the Baron grabbed on the way downstairs. To come deal okay. with what was happening. So Alrighty. if you if you want to there with me these guys, you can there with me these guys. Okay. It's up to you before you roll initiative. Yeah, sure. Alrighty. Let's so see if they're on our side. The DC is going to be D20 or plus your 18 for the operations check, and it is against. Let me double check the Baron's sense motive. Uh, yeah, the DC is going to be 10 plus the Baron's. Sense motive modifier. Okay. Alrighty. I believe. Let's see. So it's an eight. What we got? Twenty-six. Okie dokie. So with a twenty-six, let's roll initiative. Not gonna be a hundred percent on whether or not that worked immediately. Because, uh, well, they kind of have to do it. Start reacting. First. Yeah, they have to react first. Okay, what do we got? I need one more because I need the actual Baron. And then I got to do two more. Um, do my take ten because that's actually better. And then I need to do do nine hags. I really don't want them to get involved. <laughs> I really don't. Well, they're here, um, so I gotta roll them regardless. Yeah, they might not participate. One of them is literally sitting down, and the other—that's the yeah. one right behind Dara. That's what, we need to try not to attack the night hags. Yeah. At the moment, they don't look 
terribly involved. Can I spread this? Yeah, I spread this out so it's, uh, puts your names next to your tokens. Because there's a lot of people on this particular initiative table. It's a pretty, pretty big one. So let me sort it. Baylor! Unsurprising, the literal time wizard. Sees this going, I mean, also he kind of, you know, announced that he was attacking. So, you, <laughs> here in the front, where the wizard does not want to be, is the first to react. And the good news is, at this point, you are a pretty trained and quick party, and almost all of you guys get to go before any of the sentinels, and the baron is literally last. He's busy being insulted, not attacking. And, Hina, you're on deck. So, first off, need some protection. Uh, I like keeping sense. that one around. So, very swift motion, bring up, feel the force around myself. Wow, on this map, that's enormous. <laughs> yes, so the thing is, with a map this size, roll 20 gets a little, like this map is, let me just for reference, this map is 84 by 110, Ooh. which is at the point where roll 20 starts losing its mind. So it's actually half of that, and every it's why your health bars look weird here too. It's because everything is 50% scale, so your your buff icons are going to be ginormous. Yeah, I I am a shield. That is all <laughs> I am anymore. That's that's, that's what <laughs> Baylor looks like right there. He cast a shield, and it's a blue thingy that's <laughs> in front of lock. you trying to stop people from hitting you. That's what plus four is. He looks like. Apparently so. And. Gonna wait on that. I am going to, as I'm bringing up the shield around myself, pull out a bone and try uh, to hurt this guy. Uh, Explode right. the Baron's bones. And you pull I it out. I want to kill the Baron. And bone shatter. Shatters bones. He is gonna make. Hi, Baron! And his bones explode. Ooh, he definitely failed that fort save. Oh, no! 41 damage and exhausted. He's going to take 41 damage and immediately, his Warhammer raised pointed at you. He doubles over <laughs> almost in pain, and his arm swings down to the ground as he almost falls to his knees. But uh, he's a sturdy and fairly large man. He's probably about six foot seven. Like, the Baron is a towering human. And that hurts him a lot, but that's not nearly enough, especially with how angry he is, to stop him. And then I'm going to move away from all these sentinels. That sounds like a good idea. Up onto the backside <laughs> of this large fireplace uh, behind it, so maybe they won't kill you as bad. The Night Hag in the northern of the room behind Dara, the one who is sitting down, still with a smile on her face, just kind of looks towards this and looks up to Dara as he's the closest. Oh, I don't know, Cleric. How do you figure your chances here? Thunder. Yeah, if you want to say I'll something quickly, you can. Oh, I, can, I guess I'll wait till my turn. Uh, Kahina. And Dara, you're on deck. Going to swift action, slap my breastplate, start my song, 
and then immediately turn to Inori and grab the back of the hole and start pulling my glaive. <laughs> so, uh, Give me! What? We need just, the standard! The back. This, okay, so the bag of holding is like yay big, right? It's a little pouch. So you reach in and just start two-fisting it like a huge ball that just keeps coming out of this bag. Pretty so, much. It's going to be... I'm going to say a move and a standard action That's to get fine. it out of the bag that is on Inori's hip as you almost comically hand over hand to this pole that just keeps coming out of this bag until you finally yep. get the banner wrapped blade and get mm -hmm. it untangled. But you have the standard out and displayed by the end of that. Dara. That's what we needed. Inori, you're on deck. Um, I would raise my eyebrow at her and... Uh, Better for you if you don't get involved. Um, and raise my. Uh, well, I mean, it, how do people carry around crossbows exactly? Would this be on my slung back? Slung across their back. Yeah, I'd imagine it's either like hanging from your hip or slung across your back. You generally slung across your back is the assumption. So you so, would reach back and pull it out. Reach back, grab it. So I could do one shot. Yeah, I'll take you a move action to draw it, and then you would get to shoot once. Okay, and then I will, yeah, I will uh, aim at the Baron. I may actually five foot step here too. I will okay. aim at the bar Baron and try and show, do a show you can, force. You can see on the Baron that he also has this same blue field of energy you recognize from Baylor casting so many times, and that his skin, as it gets away from his face, looks like it's hardened and sealed. He is clearly prepared for this. He has at least okay. several magical effects around him. As I'm trying to make a point to this woman, I will probably I will uh, do a, use a grit to You get one free grit per turn, so Oh yeah. He this definitely gonna grit. do that. There it's free go. now. Yeah, like <laughs> I assumed you were doing that. So yep. you get his flat-footed, exhausted touch and a nat oh, 20. And a okay. nat 20, oh, which is 42. No, not again. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point here to this lady that she Literally. shouldn't be in here. I softened up his bones for you, so yeah, you're to go in nice. real hard. You get his flat-footed, exhausted touch, and you hit him with a nat 20 immediately. So roll to confirm that. What's your, uh, what's your extra crit for the day? Oh, that's true. Doesn't matter. That was a 20. So it's irrelevant yeah. at the moment. I'll, I'll roll it in a second. Um, so a 32 or a oh! double Wait, 20. What was, what was the, what's the 10 year daily crit? No, 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 no. I, uh, I was she, just... she rolls twice to confirm crits. Rolls, yeah. That is a 20 with a 20. Yeah. Okay, I, I so the thing the, about the 20 with the 20 is no ruler mechanic can modify it. You have to roll a 20 and then a second 20, uh, which didn't happen. No no rule, class feature, I mean, feature or anything can modify the confirm. 20 with the 20. You did, however, with Dignity's Barb's ability, <laughs> confirm with a second 20. And uh, real quick, because it's, it's come up a couple times, the house rule, if you roll a 20, crit range doesn't matter, and then you roll a second 20 to confirm it, Again, no rules or features matter. It just does max damage. He, that was a Diggity's Barb second roll. That doesn't count. It's got to be the raw 2020 action. Nothing can change the one in 400 of you just deleting somebody. But you may not need it <laughs> because that's definitely a crit. As okay, he reels then... over, his entire body is vital spots. 
reeling over from the shattered bones. Okie dokie, and then I will roll my damage. So, 15. You've got my performance plus uh, roll the sonic. Oh, uh, did you already, could you uh, perform? Did, yeah, I, she, yeah, she did I, performed, I, but oh, she okay. slaps her armor, that's the performing. That's okay, the... so that's plus three, so 18. Um, let's see here, 18. Uh, 16. And 19. Oh. And then D6. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then D6, Sonic. D6. Uh, another five. All right. So with this bone shatter and then one truly calculated shot here, the Baron, as this bolt strikes up into the top of his shoulder as he reels forward, piercing down into his torso, he falls entirely down to one knee, having to catch himself with his, with his free hand on his warhammer. And he is barely still up. And Nori. Would I... Uh, now how, how, how would it work with the... To, the we are he, uh, there with me. Would I know that she tried to do that for this room? You would know that she tried to get some people. She has didn't say anything about them being hers. So they had they haven't acted yet. So as far yeah. as you can tell, they're, they're guards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's the thing. I was I was trying to be yeah, like, well, she, maybe. Yeah, she didn't wait. like announce these were her guys or okay. anything. So you these are guards, as far as you know. Well, does she even know yet? Well, she would know these are the ones they were supposed to be. Because well, the way so the way it works mechanically like flavor wise is you set up this mm -hmm. operation for them to infiltrate something and because they're experts and you're expert you're an expert at this you don't announce it beforehand you announce it when you want to take those people because that's how you would have planned for because realistically your 12th level bard can plan and orchestrate this thing way better than any of us normal humans can and also had several days to do it and a ton of plans and blueprints and guard ships and everything so like you would know when they came down these are the guys that your followers are supposed to have replaced so you do know that you just, I, I guess you, well, you would see them now. Yeah, I guess they're here. You'd see their faces. Yeah, these are definitely your guys. You can see them. They're in front of you. Yeah. She would know. I guess they I wouldn't would have to react. I kind of, I kind of ruled that yeah, poorly. So they're that right in front of you. Yeah. yeah. So you would know. You would know these are Kahina's guys. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't account for the fact that you, they're in front of you and you can see them. I was thinking okay. initiative and reaction, but like you recognize these dudes. These are your followers. All right, then um, if that's the case, I would move uh, in a blink as fast as I could to the Baron, get right up next to him, and can I... That's my movement. Can I ready a spell strike attack, or can you not if ready... If spell a strike's a standard action, which I'm pretty sure it is, then you sure yeah. can. You can ready any standard action. Any standard I would like action. to break out my my hidden scion dagger and put it to his throat with lightning cackling around it and and ask him to yield you're done and ready to attack him if he gets hostile and this uh this first sentinel is that you rushed past here on the, the far left side of this seeing you go by would uh step back and sheathe his sword back 
and look over to Kahina and look over to Inori and just... Why the gods? <laughs> no. I'm going to walk over, draw my sword as I do, and give him the same treatment. But I'm oh. going to uh, attach and intimidate onto this one to panic him. Hey, well, then you're... Uh... You can't really like create the sword. You're just drawing it, and because that's two move actions, right? That's your how you no really... I'm drawing it as I move. Yeah, but I'm mean, moving over and intimidating him. Yeah, that, that's it. That's what I'm doing. I'm coming over using that as my intimidation. Just you're done. Stop. Okay, so you're gonna try to panic him. Yeah. Thirty-six. Uh, and it's. His whiz. Probably okay, not. Okay, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't beat him at 15, though. No. Just off, like, raw HD. It doesn't beat him at 15. Yeah. But, I mean, he's definitely also shaken. So, shaken, exhausted. The rest of the Sentinels here also just step back away. And the other of the Night Hags still just standing in the corner. You walk right up next to her, just turns down and just watching. Yeah, I'm not reaction. even looking at her. Yeah, she she's not doing anything either. And the Baron on the ground coughs. <clears throat> Taldor will not yield to your terrorism, nor will my city, nor will I and raises up his warhammer off of the ground and Inori. <sighs> okay. <laughs> The poor fool. Uh, this would be two. Uh, 29 to hit. 29 will hit as you connect with the lightning surging through your, uh, Little hidden hidden, your little wrist blade, yeah, your hidden blade. Okay, I, well, I was trying not to say that but, uh, <laughs> through your hidden blade, because that was also the only thing I could think of. I know I couldn't think of anything else. Either. As you, your stealthily concealed wrist knife, flick it up to the Baron and hit him for what? Sixteen damage. And I'm imagining a crap load of lightning. Yes, that's coming. And right a little now. bit of Sonic. And some and Sonic. A, and a, a little bit of Sonic as well. <laughs> and some, like, there's a lot of different things attached to this. Oh, it rolled that off. So. Okay, the 20 was to confirm. And then the Sonic. Well, because it rolled the hit roll for the. Uh, yeah. yeah grass, it, it, which it doesn't mean because it already hit. 19 and, electricity and then four Sonic on top of that. And as that all. Doesn't your knife also do bleed? connects yeah. with him. I don't think it matters. I don't. He either. raises yeah. up that warhammer. Long live! And what do you do? As soon as the second he starts to become hostile, right across the throat. And just retract it. And as the lightning and everything courses around his head, that's, that's how it happens. And you just put him down in a near instant there. Why I'll can they never just swallow their pride? The, I'll turn around to the, uh, the hag. lady in the corner, the hag in the corner with my crossbow, and I was like, 
how are your odds now? He shrugs. Not my odds. It's not my fight. Will Jared be a bombs. pity giving up this life. But all things considered, I've enjoyed it for several decades now. I suppose oh. it was high time I was moving on. There's nothing that says we're messing with the two of you. You're welcome to stay. Gareth's monks blank blackmailed us into killing the other. And the on the southern end, hands ahead. We know of your dealings. We've no quarrel with you. If you've none with us. None whatsoever. Yeah, we have no reason to interfere with your lives as long as you do not interfere with ours. And then for the Sentinels, who would probably actually just be Anki, who would lead such a... Uh, well, he's the operations master. He probably wouldn't come here personally. One of your, your best followers, one of your best agents, the one who's leading this operation, steps forward and bows and looks around. Good news. Looks quick, fairly quiet. But they certainly know you're here. We'll just have to deal with it. Hide the body. Uh, the body is irrelevant. The diviner upstairs, Dame Avena, has alerted the Baron and the General that you're here. The, I don't know how they plan to spread the alarm, but I haven't heard any whistles quite yet, so it's not full I alert. They probably want to take care of us themselves. They'll send Pytheries on the cleanup. We should probably lock that door yeah. behind us. Yeah. Locked do you up. want it locked or do you well, want it the locked? The guy out immediately outside the door has the key to that door. So you can lock it, but that's only like, going to help. He probably Sorry. already he locked it. Yeah, yeah, he, he probably, probably he would have locked it after you came in. Like, the key door does not stay open. Mm -hmm. It's well, how locked. locked. How locked do you want this door? Uh, no, leave it because we're going to need to get out. I don't want his army coming in behind us is what I'm going for. The, the keep is meant to hold against an army. If they attack you here, you have the advantage. They have the one ingress. You're inside, as long as you don't fight them outside in the open, they can't bring the fight to you. Where do you want us, Lady Abendego? Roll through the keep, as if on a regular patrol. Um, gather any of the rest of us that belong with us and then meet us uh, at Pytherius's office. We're going and to arrest him. He nods. It was just us. And the Baron took us down with him to confront the intruders. If, if we arrive without him, it'll be suspicious. The only guards upstairs are the guard captain himself and the... One sec, because I'm actually... There's so many named people in here. <laughs> Give me a second. He knows this. I, the GM, don't. The guard captain and the warden. The guard captain and the warden of the keep upstairs, along with Pytherius himself and the diviner, uh, as well as a detachment of the royal guards. But those are, of course, the personal guards to the commander-in-chief. Uh, they don't... We've no Which interaction ones? with them, really. Jared. Which one's a higher rank? The They're different roles. They're not really ranks. A warden of the keep is basically like the Baron, because the Baron's the Castellan. It's basically the Baron's right hand. And the Captain of the Guard is the Captain of the Guard of Zemar. 
and it's uh, the cat. Well, the captain of the Sentinels, the captain of Squadron E. They're roles that are not interacting. They're completely separate. okay. Does the captain of the guard hate us? Like mechanically hate us? Yeah, I don't think you've ever met him, but uh, he. Well, I'm trying the to use my the guard, As the captain of the guard, he doesn't know you. No, I would let you use your persona ability on the captain of the guard. I will let you know that that doesn't change necessarily what he has to do. It just changes his inclination towards you. Exactly. Makes him easier to talk down, potentially. We never know. Hey, well, while everybody's talking, I'm going to cast two spells on myself, getting ready for continuing forward. One of which is Mage Armor. <laughs> well. Can I leverage the warden Here I as go, well? killing again. <laughs> because I have... Uh, can I leverage the warden as well? Uh, well, I, have, I would uh, say no. That's not an actual military role. He's basically no. I have charm. For nobles, merchants, artists, like people of a position. Yeah, you you have two of those. I would let you use your. <laughs> well, the problem is your charm one only lets people who would be indifferent, and the warden's definitely at least unfriendly to you right now. Your charm one, I think, uh, is going to be high. Yeah, it's not as good. But yeah. I will let you absolutely use your ten heroism one on the guard captain. Okay. Because you've never met him. He doesn't know you. And honestly, I mean, knows of you. We haven't killed any guards. You have killed the Baron of Zemar, but well, you we haven't killed, killed any guards. Know that yet. We haven't killed any of his guards. He doesn't know that yet. Yeah, you have, you have actually killed. Him. I think in the, you're right. Actually, in we the whole campaign, you have killed zero Squadron Sentinels. You have never killed a Zemar yeah. Sentinel in all of Book Four. What about when no, uh, no. I was fighting Jareth in the streets and Baylor was part of the fire? No one all. died. Did no one they died. They all got out of it. They all got out. Yeah, you, that yeah. stole them. Okay, that's the only time I could think there. Then we threw the the, the ones you've, we like met. shot at them a couple times and thrown a Sirocco, yeah, but you've never threw, killed any. We threw a Sirocco. We threw a uh, a Vant. Couple of spear jabs, like the the vans just spooked them. Yeah, the vans was there to be scary, and we just really spooked. Considering the underground, that's like fairly normal. Yeah, we've run away from them every single time we've come upon them. So we've literally never killed a guard in Zemar. Yeah, of any kind, not just and the two and the two Templars we used the sticks oil on and did not kill them. Yep. And We're actually not as bad. We are not and as the, uh, much murder hoboey as you guys accuse us of. The night hag on the southern end walks across the room past everyone up to the other night hag. And they uh, holds her hands out and the pair of them join hands. And the one stands up to the bench and turns to the group of you. Well, it seems our time here has certainly ended. Any idea of where Jareth is? No concern of ours, as he is no longer use of ours. But I am unsure. Don't believe he is in the keep at the moment. Elsewhere in the castle. Best of luck on your... Whatever you call this assault? Liberation? Best of luck to you ladies as well. And the other one, who walked over, kind of snickers a bit. Do you think they still see themselves as good? And just kind of looks over and runs her eyes across the party. <laughs> oh, and the do pair the two of, of them you have... uh, start casting a spell. Yeah, do the two of you have one of those ward 
things. They're casting a spell. Are you? They're casting. I would ask uh, that while they're casting. They ignore you, and as the spell, <laughs> as the spell completes, the two of them kind of fade. They don't. This is different. They don't turn invisible. They don't blink away like a teleportation. They sort of fade, and over a second or two, start to turn transparent and lose form a bit, until they just fade out entirely. And like the other one did before her bones exploded. <laughs> yes. Would I be able to tell what type of spell that was? If with a spellcraft check, absolutely, you'd be able. To I'm spell gonna it try because it looked cool. Fifteen plus spell level for a spell identification. I think that would be interesting. I think so. My sheet's broken. <laughs> oh no. Biller, what, are, what is this other spell you're casting? <laughs> what is uh, this? I just saw Grand Destiny on the side of I, my I, screen. I, while everybody's talking, I cast Mage Armor and something else on myself. <laughs> what is this? Target's a plus four competence bonus that continues to apply before it, rolling anything. Spell ends once it's been applied to two rolls. At 12th level, it can be used a third time. So up to three times, you can just choose to declare you have a plus four on something before you roll it. Yep. That's pretty cool. So, uh, <laughs> do you have any difficulty yep. there? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah, Stop. I mean, I can, I can open up your sheet and roll it for you. Unless it's roll 20 just blowing up. I think it might be roll 20 blowing up for me at the moment. But that's, I mean, if you can just roll it, go ahead. That's fine. I can, in fact, just roll it. Uh, roll 20 is not doing great. But it did roll. With a 27, you would identify that as a type of planar shifting. Uh, they just went to the ethereal plane. Cool. Etherealness is fun. Etherealness is Teleports, fun. not warded against planes walking. It is not, no. Because that is a ninth level spell they just cast. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Hence why I was interested. Yeah, they just they just went to the ethereal plane. They're like, all right, bye, and just left. Just left the plane. See you later. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> fun nerds. That's what I put up on Twitter. So, picture of the good have fun storming the castle. What are we? Uh, what are we doing? Continue forward. We're continuing forward. If and anybody else has any preparatory spells, if they want to cast now that like fight stuff is really a sum a level of alarm has been raised. Also, you know the archbanker walking through with mage armor in the middle of the keep. Kind of weird. <laughs> uh, let's just the second we start moving, I would cast shield on myself. I got 12 minutes on it. I would mimic their actions and just make a funny noise and start walking forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait, is she, is he doing some Baylor, Baylor encants his spell and casts mage armor. Inori starts moving, does it, cans that shield. Dara goes, just starts walking <laughs> Ooh, look at me. I'm a magic boy. Roll his eyes. Oh, wow. That's funny, dear. I ignore Dara. Look at me. I'm a caster. We're all like seriously doing these incantations. I love how we can't tell when Dara's mocking somebody in a subtle mocking way during 
political oh. battle, but she just <laughs> me, me, me. Yeah, where is this when you're trying to do mockery <laughs> and political so and, and verbal duels? Where is this is the level of sass we need? Okay. <laughs> hey, Lickish Docks, you're for. a meanie. <laughs> so the group yeah, of you mean. move Super forward mean. into the lounge, which is a, a very well furnished uh, reception area with a few couches and a statue on the west side depicting some woman in a toga with a harp in one hand and a large ornate comb pierced horizontally through her hair. Uh, none of you immediately recognize if that's a figure of some significance or just art. And upstairs? Yep. If that's the way we need to go, we know the way we you, need to go more than we do. You know the general layout of the bottom two floors of the keep. Uh, ah. Because nobody ever goes any higher than that. The blueprint that you us. had gives you the like the actual room layout, but all that would really tell you is that it's pretty much just this repeated four times. A large eastern room with two doors leading into a pair of square, like 30 by 30 western rooms. Uh, each of those letting through into the tower that would be on the northern side of the front gate onto a different level of that and to whatever defensible positions they may need. You would also know that as a keep, it is meant to be difficult to assault, not easy to navigate. Uh, this staircase only leads up through the main keep. There's no battlements access. Uh, and there's no access to the other tower just north of the main keep and whatever rooms it has inside of it. There are several areas that all layer up individually. Would Kahina's men know anything more? Kahina's men would be able to tell you that Pytherius's office is on the fourth level but they've never been up there up the stairs they have, do they they have passed through the room that this staircase continues through because this this staircase actually just continues it spirals up through all four, all four floors so they have briefly seen i actually know the staircase has doors on every other floor so they just know his office is on the fourth floor do they have any keys or anything uh, they would not know. All right. However, oh, the Baron's... We didn't even look at the yeah, Baron's the body. Baron. They yeah. don't have keys. But the Baron... The Baron of Zemar probably has What keys. kind yeah. of murder hobos are we are that we, we didn't even we look at the body? With a purpose. <laughs> can we Can we check We're on a mission Baron. and a time frame. The Baron... check for keys? The Baron does have a ring of numerous keys. Uh, they are all unlabeled, but they are of different sizes and cuts uh, that appear to be to a wide variety of doors. As well as the Baron's own, uh, just of quick, immediate interest, if you're not stopping to identify a bunch of magical items, his own signet ring, his spell book, and uh, on his belt attached to it and outwardly displayed a small glyph of some kind. I would take the spell book and just throw it in my bag. Yeah. Kind of figured. I mean, can't you just look at uh, magical items and try and identify them without having to, like, waste time? I mean, if you I... want to, like, quick eyeball 
I mean, I, you can definitely with a, with a, if you want to cast the tech magic. You well, can, no, he has the whole ability. Have, well, he doesn't he know they're magical it. though. He can identify. Oh, them they the okay. Magic. I mean, but gotcha. he could like go down and glance over everything. You would quickly be able to tell he has a lot of magical gear on him. It's just whether you want to stop and try to sit here on the bottom floor while you know they know you're here and identify a bunch yeah. of items. Yeah, I don't I... identify. Just hey, this is magical. Grab it and put it yeah. in the bag. Yeah. That's what I was saying. The signet ring, the spell book, the strange glyph, and the ring of keys are the four that would be immediately looking at him. Things that might be useful to you in the immediate future. I would take the spell book and the key ring. And we'll take the signet ring and the the glyph or whatever and throw it in the bag of holding. Yep. And your men would move up and let you know this other southern door that leads through this room you're in leads to the baths and they will hide the baron's body there. Fantastic. And try to clean up as they can, but they can only do so much. He did die pretty quickly and cleanly, actually. There's actually... He took one crossbow bolt and a a blade to the neck. That's actually it. So, it's not even that Outwardly, at least. Wow, that was... Inwardly, he's a mess. That was actually the cleanest I think you've ever put somebody down. So, I was going to say, like, that went really well. Very efficient. <laughs> Group up how you want to go up the stairs. Group up around Nell here. Uh, uh, I'm in front. <laughs> Baylor preferably directly behind me, or Anorian. I'm fine with that. I guess I'll fine go with me second last, and then Kahina last. Yeah. I'll go third, then. Yeah, so we'll go behind Baylor. Baylor, Anori. You wanted to go last, Dara? Uh, second to last. Second to last. Okay, I'm gonna put you and Kina because it's this four tile style. Oh, okay. well, I have to drag you two, so I'm gonna put you two on top of each other, and then you will just move in uh-huh. as you go. So as you proceed up the stairs, and they start, uh, your men start dealing with the Baron's body, doing what they can to try to clean this up a little bit. The stairwell would spiral upward to the second floor passing by an entryway where you would see two guards that are differently armored than the Squadron E Sentinels. These ones are wearing half plate with large, like, half tower shields mounted on one arm and uh, a long sword held in the other, looking almost like chess pieces in shining gold and and shining silver uh, with white and gold trimmed armor. And as the group of you come up, there is not a door between the stairwell and the second floor. But the stairs do just kind of continue spiraling upward. But as you approach, they would raise their shields and shift a bit and both hold their swords out and call it, HALT! I'm going to, from behind Nell, hold up my hand with the signet ring and say, there's no time, we need to speak with Pytharius. And just keep going. Make me a bluff check. <laughs> See how effectively they'll just let you keep going up the stairs. It's the best show of authority I can do. <laughs> I don't have time for you, whelps. Ooh, 39. Mm. That's pretty spicy. With a 39, you keep going. oh oh, sorry (laughs) little confused but don't stop you and then you would proceed upwards to the third floor and at the third floor there is a door 
uh, stopping between the outlet and the stairwell, and your men told you that his office was on the fourth floor, and that's about all they know. So you just, I assume, continue upward. Yep. And up to the fourth floor. So I will pull you... Zoop. Zoop, indeed, down here. And as you make your way up, this lets out into what appears to be a small chapel. With holy symbols of Abadar, Arodin, Caden, Kalian, Shellin, and a Norgorber, which may sound weird up front, but these five are the prime worship of Taldor. Uh, Norgorber, while kind of an iffy sort of god a lot of the times, is the god of information and secrets, and in Taldor politics, though his worship may not be promoted terribly heavily, it's not uncommon by any means. This is the a lot of halflings worship him too. A lot of halflings worship yeah, him. Yeah, that's and what I yeah, thought. There, there are a lot of halflings in Taldor. This is the supposed Talden pantheon of the gods, the ones who are worthy. And they decorate the walls here, and in the center there is a large 10-foot-wide shrine with elaborate brass statuary and filigree all around it, serving as a, a multi-denominational kind of altar of worship to any of these gods. And as you all enter... I, I don't know that you drug me, because all I see is me and the Nori on a staircase. Yeah, walk forward down yeah, up the staircase. Because there's a wall yeah, yeah. south of you. You, uh, you can come out of the staircase. But you yeah, are... I, I just moved forward to make room for you guys to like start coming yeah. out. It's bottom right if you didn't get dragged for some reason. I tried I pinky again, but if it didn't pull you, it's bottom I got right. it. Okay. East or west, what do you guys think? So as you come in, Baylor, make me a disguise check. Uh, that was without the plus 10. So it's a 40 total. So a Whoa. 40? Wow. 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm mad. I, I got a hard 18. Yeah, that was a good roll, and you've used some big magic on this. Wow. Oh, man, but it's okay. Continue. He's going to re-roll so many death shots today. It's going to be he, so bad. Wait, he just... He just blew a hero point, didn't he? No, I didn't roll a hero point. I'm just uh, mad that you rolled a really good disguise check right there. Which way are we thinking here? The statues. I'm just the... gonna go over the store right here. Uh, so you walk over to the west. I mean, you know that the, the the layout of every floor basically mirrors the bottom floor. And you know this will lead into a large chamber of some sort. And uh, as you move out to here, this opens up into not just Zemars, but currently the Commander-in-Chief's War Room. Hanging from the ceiling in here, there is a large black iron lantern shaped like the head of a roaring lion shedding a solid white, magical light throughout the room and across a large oaken table 
occupying much of the center on top of that huge car uh, carpet. The surface of the table is uneven, carved to resemble a miniature landscape. Plains, forests, rivers, mountains. Tall door in the center, bordered by northern Kadira, the inner sea, and some of Taldor's lost provinces, let's say, around to the north and the west. Uh, there are exaggerated little miniature towers, castles, domed palaces, carved from stone, marking the locations of Zimar, Apara, Kathir, other major cities. And across it, especially along that southern border between northern Kadira and Taldor, are a bunch of tiny toy figures. Uh, carved lions and horses placed with variously colored flags. I suppose I will step into the room. Surprisingly, there are also small, almost unmarked pawns, like regular chess piece pawns and little groups throughout uh, northern and western Taldor as well with blue flags. These figurines, though, are carved largely of silver and gold other than the little ponds uh, sprinkled somewhat throughout the, the nation itself which just appear to be wood. So Nell enters. There's to you coming in. Does it look like that's the way we go? Well, I mean, like, uh, like the floor you came from, it does lead into a northern offshoot. Yep. Like each one of these, it's the same layout. That west door leads to the, uh, the tower. This leads to the large room, and there's a northern door as well. And the staircase also continues up, but at this point, it would be up to the battlements and the roof above. The size of these carpets in this place. It's it is well Avatar in worship. I'm just going to scoot my way on over to this next door, trying to avoid wasting time in this fairly Now, as you move up, large the northern door room. here is a little different. Uh, it's most of these doors, while heavy, are plain wood with no, no real reinforcement other than their own hardness. This is a massive steel door set in a reinforced heavy metal frame uh, that none of the keys on the Baron's key ring seem to fit. Is it set in stone? It is set in metal. No, like the, but the, the wall. wall around it. Oh, actually, let me see this. Like, the entire wall has to be metal yeah, for this the to, wall, to matter. The wall around the door and the metal frame here would, in fact, be stone. All right, I will uh, knock Wait. on the door. And as you knock it, a heavy thunder on this reinforced steel. But your gauntleted hands, there is no response. I will try the door. Very locked. I'm just gonna look back at everyone, point at the ring. It's kind of question mark on my face. <laughs> I know you can't see it, but question marks on my face. I mean, we can still talk to each other in our head, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, you still telepathic. I... I mean, is there any is way? Is this like a? Is this door? Is there any way to like? Pick this lock? Is it just a. I mean, you can always try to pick the lock. Nothing. I mean, I can try to pick the lock. Nothing is unpickable. Should probably, I mean, check it for traps first. Mm -hmm. Get a good look at it first. Why are we going to mess with the door when we could just circumvent the door entirely? Because we may need to spend our resources. We might want to try the other way first. Yeah. Because we didn't go the other way. 
Uh, do you want to move down to the southern door? While this is all going, can I like wave a detect magic around the room? You can always wave a detect magic around the room. Uh, casting one out, you would identify. You would identify out of all of the small figures on the table, one of them, a silver freaking raven, is magical. <laughs> we got another raven. Oh my goodness. I can't make I this up. I want it. Grab Give it. Give me. You used your other and one. Yeah, this. this I, I left it with Carius, yeah. This is the, another fig, raven figurine of wondrous power. Uh, this one... Oh yeah, it doesn't have... Oh yeah, this is the one that has charges. This is the one that just can only be used for 24 hours per week. But yep, that's Pythereus' personal messenger figurine. And <laughs> this one would be inscribed with his heraldry on its back between the wings. This is Pythereus' personal messenger raven. Been in the Pythereus family for generations. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> now it's going to be in the Dento family for generations. <laughs> Got some heraldry. We could scrape that off, right? Just. I say we should try the other door. Okay. All right. I will group move us down to the other door. And this one is not locked. This is a heavy door that you could just open like any other in here. So as you move in through this one, you reveal the fourth floor of the northern tower that stands at the gates of Abadar's Pillar. This one leading into what appears to be personal quarters. A huge statue of a knight astride a great stallion and a dozen marble busts of ancient generals throughout Taldor's history are placed on plinths and displays throughout the uh, rounded western wall of the tower. And this room is, like all else in here, extravagantly decorated with a huge four-poster bed at the northern end of the chamber that looks untouched. Not like it's been made, but like it hasn't been slept in in, in quite some time. And all the books, scrolls, notes, other odds and ends and trinkets across the shelves are arranged and meticulously clean. I'll throw a detect magic in here. And throwing that one around as well, you would find a few things. One of which you wouldn't... Uh, it's actually just, just one thing. You... You wouldn't need... I mean, the tech magic would verify. But... Oh, there's actually... There is one more thing. There is... Oh, no. Never mind. That's on him. Uh, there is a display case at the foot of the bed. Set in a large wooden carved table. That takes a pretty good amount of space. And in it would be something that is immediately recognizable to any citizen of Taldor. The Primogen Rod. The Primogen Rod is the symbol of the Grand Prince's office and rulership. It is both a powerful magical artifact and the, along with the Primogen Crown, the solid declaration of office. 
It's what those two things are the thing, uh, what the Grand Prince always has during his appearances and always has nearby. And the crown's in Opara, right? The crown is in Opara in the palace. The Primogen crown is the crazy, ridiculously powerful artifact. Mm -hmm. The Primogen rod is also a magical relic, but it's less so, and it is here. The last time you saw this was in Prince Stavian's hands at Exaltation Day. I was going to ask that. Time right to before this. the massacre. Right before the massacre. Time to take this back to Utropia. Yep. That's going in the bag. Do, uh... Yeah, I'm going to check for traps. Well, I think Nelson Death's going in the bag. Is yep. that you walking up and grabbing it? Wait, yep. wait, 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 Now We got to check for traps. I would stop... I'm gonna pat him on the head. And You're learning. Dude, learning. Good, buddy. Dara and Baylor are still outside, just uh, waiting to see if anything happens. Dara's allergic to entering rooms. We know this. So, as you look it over, the display stand doesn't seem to be trapped. I mean, it's it's Pathfinder, so it's not ridiculous to look, but like, that Pytherius isn't exactly. That's, that's not really his MMO. Yeah. Like, well, just. It is. Didn't expect anyone to get this far. Exactly. Yes. Like the door to his <laughs> yeah. bedroom wasn't even locked. Like he he doesn't. No yeah. one gets this far. He doesn't need traps here. So okay. you uh, move open the lid of the display case. It has a lock, but it's largely ornamental. It's literally uh -huh. no trouble. You could pick it with a freaking quill, uh -huh. and uh, open it up and take the primogen rod. This is an artifact that would be instantly recognizable to any citizen of Teldor for what it is. No perception check, no knowledge. Any peasant in backwoods Marat would know what the Primogen Rod is. But they know what it does. No. Do you know what, what it does? What does it do? I was about to say, do I know I'm what it does? Take it to Baylor. Baylor? You know the thing is magical. You know the Primogen artifacts hold great power. Get a 30 on spellcraft. I'm nervous about this, examining it. I don't know. Looking it <laughs> over, the scepter itself is gold, topped with an orb striped blue and green, the bright colors of Taldor set in the roaring maw of a lion at the end of this staff. It's in like covered in intermingling strong auras of magic from a variety of schools. I need you to detect magic. It glows like a rainbow. But <laughs> what it does, that power is beyond your understanding. Looking it over, you can tell that it's subtle, but it does have six distinct bands down the shaft where it will be held which are buttons that can be pressed. Physical buttons. I don't think we should let Nell ever touch any of these buttons. No. I don't think any of us should touch any of these buttons. Probably not. As much as I want to after last campaign. Like, 
<laughs> Don't matter gaming, but no. <laughs> I know what this is! Like, out of character, I absolutely <laughs> want to touch these buttons. In character. You never fully identified the last one either, did you? I identified it enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it did one thing. It did that one thing well. <laughs> as far as you care, it had one button, and that was a need button. The rest of the buttons are irrelevant. I mean, if you're not sure, there is other magic users in the party. Well, I mean, you could... If you're not entirely sure... I, I, I am way too nervous assistance. handling something like this. If you want to touch it, you can touch it. I guess. I mean, I mean if you're puzzled, I mean, I'll absolutely step in and assist, Wizard. I, I, I want to touch it. No, no. Anyone but you can touch it. Anori takes the rod, casts the tech magic. This is your moment. It's happening. Roll better than a six. 34. <laughs> Spellcraft. DC is 15, plus the caster level of 19 is exactly 34. Anori <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's it doing, Nori? Manages to weave through the auras of the Primogen rod. It does a lot of things. This, this, so this the rod is ten pounds. First of all, it's quite hefty, solid, and maybe about, but only being about two feet long. It contains magic of several spells. You can touch any creature with the rod and cast hold person upon them. You can display it and cast fear upon all who view it. You can touch it to siphon life from an opponent, and you can just wield it as a plus two light mace just from all the layers of magic inside it. What? If you press the first button, the ball will expand into a cross guard and a blade will spring forth wreathed in green flame and it will become a plus one flaming longsword, extending to a full four-foot length. If you press the second button, blades will lure up from the sides of the ball, forming into a plus four battle axe. If you press the third button, uh, the handle will extend several feet long to become a plus three short spear, and if you press it again, it will further telescope to a plus three long spear. Press it again, and the blade at the end will expand to form a lance wreathed in Talden heraldry, while a fourth press will reset it back to its normal state. The fourth button will extrude a spike from the ball, while the bottom sprouts three sharp hooks. And you can hold it down. As you hold it down, it will extend rapidly from anywhere to from five to fifty feet uh, when you let go of the button. And once you release, horizontal bars like rungs of a ladder will extrude in sequence up the height of the 50-foot rod. This thing is the coolest thing ever. And uh, the spike in its top is enchanted to be able to hold up to 4,000 pounds of weight. Depressing the fifth button will, in the blink of an eye, retract it back to its original state. If you plant the base of this rod near a wall or a door you want to push... Uh, a force, you can press the fourth button and try to use this expansion to force doors open as well, uh, functionally with uh, plus 12 strength modifiers, so Jesus. a strength score of 38. Button 6 will pull the rod to magnetic north 
and give you an understanding of your location on the world as well as your depth relative to sea level. <laughs> Beyond that, there are still further layers of magic held within this artifact, steeped in Talden history. But it seems full somehow. Like overused, perhaps. As if once it could have gone even further, but it's been largely extended through the ages. It's a rod of lordly might, mechanically, if you want to not have to remember all the things I just told you. Well, I'd make sure to explain it to everybody, Baylor in particular, and <laughs> the shade illustrate that it's pretty cool. I remember using it; it was fun. <laughs> yeah, well, he's popped I, up in the Dreamlands and Strange Aeons. I uh, I kind of like the uh, bit about the ladder. Like, it might help us get out of here. <laughs> Possibly, maybe we might need that. We need to find Pytherius is what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we can use that to force the door open? And we'll use its 38 strength to attempt to force the door open. Try. It's a pretty reinforced steel door, but that's a lot Actually, of strength. A pretty good idea. That's... I mean, we could try. If it doesn't work, we can go with, you know, warping the wall. Yeah. Do you wish to try? I do wish I'm to I'm going try. to express that I don't like the idea, but also that I will not stop anyone else from doing it. <laughs> Let's go. What do Let's we not like about this? Isn't he yeah, what, do we have piece? a better idea? I mean, I'm all ears, Baylor. I mean, we don't even know what's behind that door. Well, There's do another side to, to this place. We could wait out here until someone comes out in, like, three days. We have three options. We pick the lock, we rob the door, or I break the wall. That... The ladder, like, that, that feature doesn't have limited uses. I mean, like... Yeah, but how long might it take? Well, it depends entirely on how reinforced the door is. <laughs> Let's try. Start rotting. But you can functionally take 20 if you want to. Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's, again, it, it just keeps happening. What I am going to say is it is not going to be how you say quiet. quiet. You are I've... attempting to brute force a reinforced steel okay. door out of its yeah. In that case, I'm yeah. going to Lock open the wall. A better idea. I mean, let's at least entertain the idea Baylor had that maybe we should possibly clear the rest of this place before this. We do still kind of have an element of surprise. We don't want to get rid of that advantage. We well, could try and lockpick the door first. And if it does not work, see how it goes. Go for it. Whoever thinks they can get the door open. Anyone really believes in themselves. I believe... I mean, I one person here can pick locks, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I believe I am the only one. Well, All right, if I hadn't lost my damn device. skeleton yeah. key, I could at least attempt it. 
F um, for all of Nell's gear once upon a time. Mm -hmm. So you can take oh. 20 trying to pick this. What does taking 20 29. give you? 29? Mm-hmm. You... Not only do you feel like trying to set whatever pins and tumblers are in this lock is beyond you, this lock functions on mechanisms you don't even understand. Putting oh, your pecs okay. in there, you're not even positive what the goal you're trying to accomplish is. It's, uh... It's not even close. <laughs> you okay. are... You are not picking this door. Um... I mean, Baylor, where do you want to go? There is another down? side to this place. But we cannot get there without going past everyone again through the courtyard up the other side. And if he's not here, we're going to have to do that anyway. But if he but is open here, the wall? I'm going to put here. my hand on the wall and just kind of look and wait for a decision to be made here. I feel like we are fairly lucky getting up here. I don't know if we could do that again. I don't feel like Pytherius is the type to hide behind a reinforced door while he knows enemies are here. Could be the Diviner. He's been hiding in this fortress for how long now? He's been Would commanding from this fortress for how long? Different definitions been of hiding, from, I guess. This is his raven. Mine now, but... I'm I'm gonna go on ahead and uh, do the thing. Okay, so I'm going you... to be actively telling you not to, but Are yeah, do it anyway. Maybe. Yep. All right, so he is going to maybe not depress the onyx in his ring. I'm and... avoiding the metal door and just opening up the wall. Yeah, with there. with the a grinding slide. The stone starts to give way under your hands, forming the shape of an identical door right next to the steel one, leading through about an inch of stone before it reveals the steel wall behind it. It's a panic room. Well, if it only goes that far, I still have a lot of footage to work with. I'll slide a lot more stone back. And you can reveal the entirety of the side of this room facing inwards, all this plated reinforced steel that this door frame is set into. It is a full steel panic room. All right. Who's ready to wedge this door open with that thing? I think we should go somewhere else. I do not think we should go somewhere else. This is definitely where he is. I don't think so. It's where Jareth is. It's either where Jareth is, it's where the Diviner is, or it's where he is. No matter what, we want what's behind this door. I don't yeah. like it when Baylor gets spooked like this. It doesn't happen all the time. We shouldn't ignore that, guys. We can't ignore what's in a, a locked panic room. We absolutely can. It's an important thing. We should you definitely... don't know that. It's a panic room. Yeah, but at the same time, you don't know that he's elsewhere. Well, if you feel this strongly about it, we can go elsewhere and come back. It's just we are taking the risks. We are this taking is... more risks than necessary. This is definitely in front of us right now. It's a thing we can solve right now. Let's solve it. 
But can we solve it without alerting the rest of the building? That's what I care about the most. I don't want to have to we've, fight an army. We've tried everything we can to solve it without making noise. Can we call... Uh, is there, like, any... Does the, the, does the room seem, like, soundproofed? Like, if we... Not really. I mean, it is the fourth floor of the keep. So, and these are pretty large floors. The bottom floor was at 20 foot ceilings. All the floors have 20 foot ceilings. So, I mean, the floor you're on is 60 feet above the ground. So just by merit of your distance, it's not soundproofed, but you are actually pretty far. Just straight up through floors and floors and floors of stone. But you would know that both the eastern... And, of course, by the visible uh, arrow slit, southern walls are exterior walls. Um, but, I mean, into the room. Is the room soundproofed kind of thing? Is it, like, sealed? This Could room? we call in and expect people to... Yeah, the panic the, room. The, the room. Oh, the panic the room appears room. to be completely sealed, yes. Uh, okay, soundproofed? You can't really... Like... I wouldn't say you could tell soundproof because it's just, it's just a metal wall is really all you can see of it. So you'd just be working on assumptions. But you could try, I mean, you could try calling. And this... The door is set solidly in the frame with no gaps. Gotcha. Well, if um, this was the direction that we were supposed to go, is it not? We don't know. We don't know where he's at. Isn't that why we should check everything when it's available? If you feel that strongly about going back, we can go back. It's just an opportunity that we are already already here. I feel like trying to break in there would just cause more problems than anything else, and we don't know that he's there. We don't know where he is. Okay. So do we go back down? and square off against those two guards and find out what's behind them. I vote. You know, you know you're on the top floor. The stairs here only lead up to the battlements. But when you entered the courtyard, you could hear people on the battlements uh, training and drilling as well. It would be, it's the battlements of the keep. So I mean, it's the size of all three of these rooms put together. It is a fairly large area. You know somebody was up there, at least. Go across to the other side. Uh, yeah, we know there... We know there's another side to this. Do we know how to get... Uh, you would know that the, to the, the tower... The yep, the tower to the north of the keep would have to be... You'd have to basically go back outside to the courtyard and then go through the iron gates back to uh, all the, way there. the iron gates on the northern side back yeah, there was through no to the inner and... courtyard go through the door there and then go up those stairs mm. yeah it's not made to be easy to navigate it's made to be extremely defensible yeah yeah there was no connection between the towers so i mean because that northern building is the, the other half of the other side is level with this. You'd be able to walk across to the battlements on the other side, but there are not stairs that lead down into the other half. Use the ring there. Open up the ceiling and 
Already, already used the ring. Already used the ring. He used it. Well, I don't like standing around in this place, so what do we think? Either we open it or we leave. I vote we just open it. Nell says open it, Dara. Don't see much else that's obvious to us. It would be just as much as a fight anywhere else. Okay, Hina. I see sense in both. I think it's here. We ought to open it. But yeah, this is a really interesting debate because I could super see both sides of this. Like, were I not the impartial observer, I actually am not sure which side would be on here. That's the problem I'm having. Ah, oh, man. I mean, they did let us in here. Think, and when we came in here, and we're like, we need to talk to people, Pythagoras, and we were let in here, which leads me to believe that he is actually here. I'm going to look at my arm. <laughs> be like, you might be the tiebreaker here, buddy. What do you think? <laughs> and CR and Saka's voice to Saka's up. Are you serious? This? This is the part we're coming to me for, girl? Just everybody's on edge right now. We don't know what, what's north and south. We just wanted to go smooth. I thought maybe you would have an opinion on the matter, is all. Well... I'm gotta say, I'm kind of seeing the value of keeping the element of surprise here. I mean, as yeah. long as the alarm hasn't been raised yet. And at that, you hear a shrill whistle <laughs> echo out. Open the door! Above you. Ah, you know what? You might as well open up the door, I figure. Fair enough. Siaran and says you open hear, the door. Let's you hear <laughs> other whistles blow in response. Uh, I'm out, immediately the castle. going right, to run go. to the stairs and get ready. Meanwhile, I have a rod. You have a rod? Anyone oh, but me has Inori it. Has I thought it. has it. Rod. Yeah, Inori's got it, the rod. I thought it was in the bag, yeah. Well, yeah. Inori, rod, now. You have the bag, yeah. Okay, ah, there you go. <laughs> so you, you pull out the... You pull out the rod and you... St- press the button and it shoves up uh, as you wedge it with a spike in the floor it pushes up crinkling in the steel door but not quite blasting it free so you release it and you press it again and you release it and you press it again and each time the force this rod is exerting upon the door is pressing further and further as the door starts to bow and buckle on its hinges this solid steel and you can tell this thing is at least an inch or so thick the amount of force this rod is outputting is nearly unfathomable. And finally, with a massive echoing crunch, the door is blasted free from its hinges, uh, shooting from the force a couple feet back into the vault beyond, where that sound is immediate re- immediately replaced by the metallic whirring of gears and a hopper as an enormous brass golem inside spins up to attack. Roll initiative. (laughs) Oh no. You have chosen. Poorly. Poorly. (laughs) 
I don't know that we that's some, that's some initiative rolls. That's some initiatives. So this thing as the door walk. opens spins up turning to face you. This golem well, it's an interesting sort, this thing. Uh, it's a giant machine. Uh, it appears to be constructed of nearly pure gold uh, with the huge key of Abadar emblazoned upon its chest. And in the center of the eye of that key, there is a hole, a slot, uh, where you can see behind it coins. Gold, silver, copper coins heaped up in the heart of this beast, this giant metal thing. Uh, who has the higher initiative between Kahina and Baylor? Kahina now, I believe. Okay. Well, I mean, you guys were super ready for this right now for the door to pop, so this initiative makes sense. Kahina, that is you first then, and Baylor, you're on deck. <laughs> well, we'll start talking. That's a giant man made of tin. <laughs> Then, uh, I feel encouraged. Yes, that's it's time to <laughs> go in there and kick his ass in. There you go. There's your encouragement. Ha ha. Uh, best part in all of Taldor here. What a performance. All of, all that's of too bad. Inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get him. All right. So you start performing. Start performing. All right. Let's go, Nori. Uh. Right. That it? Oh no! I'm gonna take a step back. <laughs> All right, she steps. There's a couch there, but you can step like along behind it here. Okay, yeah. Uh, Baylor, Nori, you're on deck. This thing is seems to be massive and slow as it turns to face you, and you can hear something grinding inside of it. It, it almost sounds like it's crunching and misfiring as metal is scraping and grating somewhere inside this beast shell. So historically, I'm great at identifying golems. You are super good at identifying golems. <laughs> you want to go ahead and put another notch on the old golems identified list? I think he needs to. Engineering. 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 28. Did he actually do it? Oh, God. Oh. It was 29. Oh, sure. It was 29. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <inside>. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can't you add plus four? If you, like, I will let you, if you want to, like, add <laughs> an achievement to this, uh, that plus five speed before the roll. Uh, I technically just told you you missed it by one. I feel like it's all just Baylor's yeah. character that that's a freaking golem. You don't do golems. <laughs> you just yeah. know it's big and it's angry. I but, don't uh, do golems. What do you want to do? Well... I want, we're all moving pretty fast. Let's make that faster. And now that everything has hit the fan here, perhaps Ooh. it is time for optimized oh. speed. So some haste for everybody except Nell who ran out of the room. Well, he made sense. The arms started getting crazy. He ran to guard the doors. Yeah. Can't blame him. And uh, I'm gonna go hide over in the corner. <laughs> hide around the side out, of the door. Out, out of line of sight of the doorway. Cast your spell, haste everyone, then very quickly move into cover. Yeah, Kahina's like, and behind the couch. And she's Inori. Like, Dari, you're on deck. 
Well, when, when she definitely the door is gone. It's off the hinges. The door there's is no, gone. It is no crumpled inside this. the room. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh boy. Looking at everybody, kind of diving into color. Oh. I need to um, kneel down to the ground, and I'm going to touch the ground with my hands, both sides, orange aura glowing out of each hands, and like the um, the black of my trench coat, like bleeds off into the ground but it doesn't the color doesn't go with it just goes down into the ground with it and uh there's a rumble in the room underneath the golem because i'm casting a spell and black tentacles emerge from beneath him see how long have you had black tentacles and this is the first time it's coming out <laughs> exactly first time i right. cc everything before she can get to it usually That's usually true. These Usually. tentacles erupt out of the ground, filling a 20-foot radius, which is the entirety of the vault, the gilded, massively ornate vault that this brass golem is, de is defending. And what kind of what kind of damage does it do? I'm is pretty it sure. It, it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it's just bludgeoning. The damage seems to be wholly incapable of even phasing the golem, but it is big and slow. And you make a. All right, so I got. It's actually been a minute. Black tentacles. I used to know this spell so well, but I don't anymore. So it comes up immediately, and they. You roll to grapple them, right? Yeah. All right. Use your caster level as their bab. So bab twelve, plus four for the strength. So sixteen, seventeen from a size bonus. So you roll a grapple at. Plus 17. Roger that. That is a 32. And as these tentacles surge up out of the ground and wrap around this golem as it turns to move, it continues moving completely and wholly unhindered. Uh, the, they don't even change the strength of the art of the act of its movements that's not even close to slowing this metal behemoth i'm still on the on the ground I'll look at it not take an effect oh crap and i'm gonna move away <laughs> back up and you move back as far as you can well not as far as you can but around behind a table here uh well, yeah, if, I, if i go further i would you have haste you can go very far very far. <laughs> Back to the corner. <laughs> Fair enough. Dara. I'm and now you're on deck. To five foot step up. Which is a questionable decision. Four and I'm going to look for literally anything that I can hit. Uh, any bolts, any loose, anything. Anything that I can see that looks fragile. Anything. Anything. Literally anything. <laughs> It looks pretty um, armored and like a solid hunk of gold and brass. Yeah. But and the I'm hopper going... in the center, this hole with the coins inside of it, and any yeah. gap between the plates where it moves, maybe. Yeah. And then I am going to... Uh, so the hasted shot is also... It's like my regular shot. Yes. It doesn't have any... Okay. Exactly. So, so if you're rapid I'm... shotting, you will get just an additional, the first shot again. Okay, so I am, I am going to um, grit 
the first two and the hasted shot. So the first three are gritted and the hasted shot. So only the fourth one is not. Okay, so all three of your full bab shots are gritted. Are you not? Are you not rapid shotting? Um, I am. I'm rapid shot. You should have five shots total. Yeah, that's with what I'm rapid saying. Shot. Okay, so the first three, all the ones that are that are no penalty are gritted, and the other yeah. two aren't. Okay, so you spend two grit. Yeah. Um, okay. okay, so we have a variety of shots. We have a 37, uh, which was a crit. Oh, let me roll my... Your daily. Oh, we need your daily, daily. number, yep. It's Today's eight. number daily is eight. 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 Okay, so eight. Um, so there's two crit uh, possibilities, and then a 28, and then one was a natural, oh, it's a one. So you haven't rolled your haste shot yet. Oh, That's right. just no, a rapid shot. shot. So your, those first two are the gridded shots, and there's your haste shot, which is also gridded. Yeah. So all three of the grit shots connect with this thing, and the other two glance off entirely. Unless that last one was literally a nat 20. It wasn't, but that one glances off entirely. Even if it's a crit okay. threatened, it still has to beat their AC. And right, 28 right, doesn't right, beat right, us right. left. I figured that out the last time that I did. Yeah, the I, I wasn't sure number. if we'd had that talk before. So, yeah, uh, if we did, we, we found that out very unhappily okay, when so I yeah. did my number. The 28 <laughs> crit threaten does not uh, yeah. does not land. But you get so the three hits and one, one confirm. Okay, so one confirm. Um, That should actually be five lower. Okay, so 35. Uh, still, that's gridded, so that's touch AC. That first bolt lands solidly in that gap into the pile of money, whatever that leads into the inner to this golem. And that one crits. Uh, the other two also connect. Okay. He so, and then this is. Uh, and he is immune to magic. Ah, gotcha. And this golem. is deadly aimed. So, it's 18. Uh, 17. Oh, whoops. That, was, uh, that should actually also be 18. I rolled the same. Okay, so one higher. Uh, 15. All right, and that's the crit. Yeah, the crit. And then another 15. And then the last shot gets another 15. Jeez. Wow. So you're kind of just carnival shooting here, aiming for the yeah. hole in the center of this thing. That first yeah. bolt hits and strikes something inside, and you can hear it punch through a little bit with that critical shot. And with your uh, clustered shots, you dial in the second two follow-up shots as well around that hole. You're just trying to hammer hone what little bit of advantage you've made because you feel like it is incredibly resistant to physical damage. But yeah. having landed a crit and three consecutive shots, you're able to punch through it fairly well. But it looks like it could still take another salvo like that and keep running. It's I've got... damaged, but not severely so. And then that brings me down to eight grit, by the way. Just Wait, what is your total grit now? Nine, because remember I took nine. extra right. grit. And then you were at eight because you no-named. Yeah. You spent and then... two, so you went to well, no, six, and then I grit, and you crit I, one, I... so you're at seven, I think. No, because I crit the guy in the previous. Oh, right, you crit the previous. Yeah, right, You just I forgot you totally blew out the Baron's brains, too. I forgot to give you the yeah. gift for that one because I was very distracted by what was happening to the Baron. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Just, just no. Things up. You're good. You're right. You're right. 
All right, I heard a big loud bang followed by consecutive big loud not bangs. <laughs> so I'm going to run back into the room, realize something is, is happening in here, and I'm going to... Dara's definitely firing. Everyone's falling back from the door. All right. Guess who's the doorman? Oh, yeah, because you can move 30 in your full play now. Yep. So you rush up just in time. I hear stuff happening. I call my scoot right in, and it's coming at me. <laughs> you, see a t you see a vault, a shining golden vault filled with lockboxes, chests, and drawers. And also writhing black tentacles throughout the entire room, and a monstrous machine step turn towards the doorway, completely unhindered by these tentacles. And he reaches through the door with his massive fists and commences with the punching. What so is before you roll these. Knowing that he's coming, can I five-foot step to get a cover bonus to my AC? I mean, yeah, it's an immediate action. Okay. Grab the door. Yeah, you see him coming. You're like, oh, no, and move past the door. <laughs> Around the corner is these enormous fists come through. So that gives you your uh, cover bonus. 36 so it, plus cover. 36 plus cover. All righty. And he is going to slam through a one massive fist crashing into the ground where you were and then coming around with the second punching through uh, buckling out the doorframe with his bulk and connecting with a ginormous hand oh wait that only rolled once i thought that second number was the damage it was high enough i thought it was the roll oh he definitely hits you with both um <laughs> he definitely hits you with both uh, no the first one does miss yeah i was right i was right in the first place he does miss the first one Hits you with the second one, and that fist comes around the corner and hits you for 32 damage. I thought that was an attack roll when I looked at the first thing, because the number was so high, I thought it was... Wait, hold on, that's... Is he... Oh, he doesn't have power attack. I was like, am I, fr I feel like I'm forgetting a, a feature. He's a golem, he doesn't have feats. But as he hits, all of you would see this fist connect, and it would almost depress a bit into the golem's wrist, and a gout of flames would burst out of his hand and engulf Nell. That's part of the 32. But uh, it's not all just full fist. Okay, and... so I take 29. Right, because you have your hardness. You have hardness now for your adamantine plate. You take 29 yes. in total. And as he does that, you can still hear this crunching and grinding inside him, now kind of clicking like it's hitching with the crossbow bolt stuck inside. And as he pulls that fist back, he reels up and from that hole, a hopper somewhere inside the machine spits out a salvo of shredded gold and silver coins, pinging oh. like bullets throughout the room. And this just washes across Kahina, Dara, and Inori. What are your, what's your AC Kahina? We'll start there. Oh, great. Because I don't feel like getting shot today. Um, my AC now is 19. Oh, the 19. One of these shredded coins shoots right through your armor and embeds itself in your in your body. You take 11 damage. What's yours, Dara? Uh, 28. Uh, 28. Another coin connects with you as well as you're firing him, returning, shooting up into your arm. You take five damage. Inori, what's yours? 26. 
Uh, you, fortunately, as you see this spray, this machine gun fire of shredded coins strafing across the room, manage to throw your shield up in time and deflect anything that was aimed your direction. Ooh. Kahina. And Billy, you're on deck. Right. Um, so, that's big and metal and not what I want, so I'm just gonna move down here. Still singing, being very, very positive. You don't want any more coins. Lending that plus three to all your strikes and damage. That is that is definitely what I'm doing. So I'm just singing or orating, and that's that's it. All right, Baylor. And she just continues to try to take some cover, but support the rest of you. Uh, Hidori, you're on deck. I am going to also run to the opposite side of the room. And run keep... around behind the couch on, on this fire of coins. Keep just where I can see the golem. And there's a lot of mechanical stuff going on in there. I'm going to see if I can gum up as much of it as possible pulling up a ball of web and chucking it in there. Sounds solid to me. So into this pile of black tentacles, you also throw a heap of webs and that spreads out throughout the vault, which is now full of massive ropey strands and writhing no, no, like- This is only web Oh, bolt. this is bolt. Oh, this is just yeah. on him. This isn't the phone. Okay, yeah, you actually just shoot a glob of web directly at him. Uh, so, oh, and he just, he makes a reflex save. You don't actually have to roll the hit. Okay, my mistake. Yeah. I forgot that was a different spell. What's the DC? 19. He not fast. He fails. This bolt splashes across the golem's chest, covering it with these strands. And now he is webbed, right? Yeah, so he's, he's grappled. grappled. He's grappled. This seems to be strong enough to restrain him somewhat. The, between the tentacles and the webs, he starts to slow and click and clank as he tries to move and force his way through this pile of bonds. Uh... Inori, Dari, you're on deck. Roll the tentacles. <laughs> I was going to keep trying you. to grapple. Yeah, I think you just roll once, though, right? Is that, every it, turn. At the start of your turn, you get tries to grapple everyone in the space, so it, it's going to oh, attempt to grapple. I thought it was again. just one roll for nah. the duration. Every oh, round, great. he keeps trying. It's gonna, he's grappled now, so CMD's lower. <laughs> Technically. Right. That just got a lot better, then. Uh, yeah, no, Black Tentacles is amazing. Black Tentacles, like, actually busted. Grapple him, please, please. Uh, Ooh, that doesn't 30. say 20, so no, nah, that's no. not gonna. <laughs> you, you even grappled your 20 fishing. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, he is a big boy. I didn't think it would work. He's incredibly large and strong. Um, mm. and you, when you say he's immune to magic, elaborate you on would, that. You would know at this point that golems, <laughs> true golems, are generally holistically immune to magic. Like but elements with, and everything? Elements and all. All kinds anything, of magic. Anything that allows spell resistance. And yeah, anything that allows any kind of spell resistance, they're going to be immune to, unless it is something that interacts with the material they're made of specifically. Uh, for instance, stone golems, you can hit them with stone shape or stone to flesh. And since that's affecting the stone they're made of, not the golem, it's the directly affecting the material, that'll actually hugely impact them. But generally, anything that allows spell resistance, the golem's completely immune to. 
Um, Not a good time. Yeah, it doesn't say spell resistance, but I don't know for sure. What spell is it? My flurry of snowballs. It's cone. Ice and If you look it up on... That might be conjuration creation. No, yeah, that's conjuration. It's actually evocation, but it still doesn't allow spell resistance. You are physically summoning balls of ice and throwing yeah, them. Yeah, that's You're why I was wondering. You're not trying to hit him with, like, an ice effect. You mm -hmm. are shooting physical shards at him. So, he, yeah, that'll work. Okay, good. Good, good, good. All right, I want to get to a spot in the doorway where I can fire it through into the room with him, you know, not catching Nell right. in the blast. Is this... Uh, That'll do. Like, yeah, you can actually absolutely blast the cone in there. Fire it into the tentacles and web-filled room. Now you launch a flurry <laughs> of frozen shards as well. Um, Does this go to Kahita's da uh, dance too? No, because it's just a, it's a reflex save. Okay. What is the DC? Let me just roll it here. I'm pretty sure you failed it. Because. Yeah, 17. Definitely yeah, gonna was... fail. So. That is going to do nine damage. Yeah, real bad. Nine damage uh, bludgeoning him. Now, certain. as you shower him with this flurry of snowballs, you see these impacts start to freeze part of the mechanics and part of his form. And this seems to be dramatically more impactful than the tentacles or even the webs as the entire machine just starts to slow down. Huh. Cool. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Dara, Nell, you're Dad on deck. joke. Okay, so I'm going to try and get every single ounce of damage I can out of my crossbow. Uh, I'm going to pull out five acid bolts. Ooh. Um, and I'm going to grit four of the five shot. Everything, five shots, everything except for the fourth shot. It All right. What I'm to do. So you load up your special bolts here, trying to bring this thing down. Let's yes. see. Still haste and still performing. I see a 20 and a 1, There's so I see both sides here. 20 and 18. Okay, so, yeah, the 1 was fortunately... Uh, no, no, the 1 is my second shot, unfortunately. Um, so, yes, and then my hasted oh, shot. You good. The, the first three and the hasted shot. So, unfortunately, the nat 1 is going to cause that to miss me. Do you have two crit threatens on the grit? Okay. And, the four and shot's then gonna my miss hasted shot is also a 1, unfortunately. But you got two crit threatens. Two crit threatens. But you're both gritted. Okay, so this one is regular. First one is a 36, which I can 36. Re -roll. Uh, the 36 will definitely do. Okay, and then the next one is a 36 again. I of course you. it is. Of 36. course it is. <laughs> 36 will also do. So you confirm two crits. Uh, the rest of your bolts bounce harmlessly aside. But you crit him with two big hits. With acid arrows. With acid so, bolts. And that's not magical acid. That's regular acid. So yeah, you do get regular that. Regular acid. Okay. And then how does... I, it's been so long since I've used acid bolts that I just rolled that at the end. Yeah, I just roll like 2d4 or whatever at the end. Yeah, I can't remember. I'll just roll the 2d4. Pretty sure it's just a bonus 2d4 damage. Ah, well, two. Well, he takes two uh, acid damage. Two <laughs> Got him. Okay. Value. Got him. Super value. 
Okay, so damage. Touch AC is seven right, seven right now. He's living the sad life. Okay. Okay, so 17. The first part of the first crit. 15. And 16 is the first crit. All right, the first critical hit buries pretty deeply and does some good damage. And this and last the second... acid bolt. Ooh! Much Ooh. better. 22. Uh, 18 and 16. And with this one, two of the bolts that you land in here firmly, what do you do? Uh -huh. I, um, so I'm looking at this, uh, this kind of sphere in the middle of him that's holding all the coins. And as I've been kind of blinking and cracking this, sphere one of the bolts finally goes through and all of the coins just kind of spill out of this man <laughs> yeah. and, and he kind of looks down <laughs> and there's just this awesome. noise of coins everywhere and he kind of looks down and you, just freezes you he hit just freezes the, there you hit the jackpot as this thing crumples, <laughs> crumples <laughs> and erupts and Easily tens of thousands <laughs> of gold and silver pieces pour out of his body as you crack it open before he slowly just stops. He doesn't fall to the ground. He just, with the cracking of these spreading eyes and the damage, just stops moving. Embraced by the webs and the waving tentacles finally just kind of wrap around him. We did it. We're helping. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> got him, coach. Desires. Hug. They're just giving him a soft hug. <laughs> so. Well then. It's a good place to now leave. Now this, this is a vault room here. It is a well-appointed bank here in the middle of the keep, but not exactly the time for that. Nope. Yeah, I'm going to take a couple of uh, quick hits off that muted. wand. Uh, what do you want? Uh, moderate for plus 13s. Yeah, just two or? Yeah, just two. He takes two moderates and you quickly yes. touch him back up with a wand to give him 26 health. And I'll take one. Turns out very large golem fists hurt even through adamantine. Yeah, it's a good thing that he missed the first one because he's pretty paunchy. So. Well. That was Baylor just the vault. Right. Just be glad I didn't have time to get in position. I had to run in front of the door and panic. Yes, I, uh, this is not where we should be, I guess. Yeah, no, we're not we're, trying we're leaving. to rob Zemar. We're just nope. trying to find by there. Yeah. That was just a coincidence. So, well, you heard on. the whistles. I mean, that fight was fairly brief. Uh, at this point, you would uh, the whistles would have quieted down near the end of that. You could, not that you could really hear it over the grinding of metal and the firing of the coins, but you you would have heard them fall silent and some orders and shouting being barked outside that you can hear through these arrow slits on the southern end of the room. But from this distance, is kind of indistinct. Can we get to an area maybe we can see what's going on? Yeah, we still look Abadaran from a distance. We don't look like we don't belong. Just get out and be like, what's going on? We weren't we're not part of the guard, just in here. I'm gonna put you guys back in the drag the stairs formation because you've seen everything this floor has to offer. Where are we going? 
go to shield bros or are we going past them or what just where we can get outside and see i mean this get goes him. up yeah. like assumedly to the roof of the keep well we probably get the roof just like go out oh, and get yeah. a view yeah we can That's... go see what exactly is going on so the group of you moved. i didn't realize it went higher yeah it keeps going up to the roof yeah the I, you... I missed that as well oh my bad do you group of you move over to the stairs i thought fourth floor meant like we're there fourth floor is the top floor but there is still it's a castle so there's like the ramparts and the battlements up top all right uh and you go up to the top of the stairs where they, they do now end in a door uh this door is locked but sorting through the Baron's keys, you're able to find one that opens it and lets you through. And this lets out as exactly you would expect onto the roof of the main keep. And it's a pretty large area. It's the size of an entire floor, plus the tower beyond. So it's it's not small, but it starts the imagination. And from here, you could certainly see out into the fortress itself and see what's going on. But as you come out onto the roof, you have something a little bit more pressing. Because as you arrive, you see Maxilar Pytherius himself standing by the northern rampart. A good distance from you, overlooking the inner courtyard at the other side of the roof. And in front of him, a Kelishite woman that you don't recognize with a royal purple and golden laid turban on her head, and layers of necklaces and some dotted paintings across her face, her forehead and on her cheeks both. You don't know who that is, but as I you all guess. appear... Pytherius stands there with his massive war axe in one hand and his other placed on the ramparts where he's looking out across to the northern half of Zimar. He turns to the group of you. That's it then. I assume if you've made it here the Baron lies dead at your hands, just as the Archbanker, just as the Inquisitor from Marat County, just as everyone who's posed a minor inconvenience to you and Utropia and your bid to rule this nation. Why does everyone say it's our fault that people who attack us die? Pytherius... We've come to place you under arrest for your crimes against Taldor. And the woman looks back to Pytherius, and he holds a hand up to her, his free hand, and turns to face the party. And on what conceivable grounds could you murderers level such a charge against the commander-in-chief of the Talden military. And as I see it, and so many can see, but somehow you 
are left blind to this obvious truth. The last hope for our country. And with that, I suppose we'll resume next week. Oh, boy. This is it. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is... This is the thing. Maxilar Pytherius, the general, the commander-in-chief, the leader of the imperialists, and the main competitor to the Primogen crown, to the Talden throne. Hoping to protect the nation, apparently, by reigniting the 500-year war with Kadira to the south. We've had a year and a half our time in this war for the crown. And we come back next week. Maybe we end it. Maybe. We'll find a way to add more time, though, I, I promise.